What's up? And spice. You gotta love that beef. Gotta love that stick. It's the stick of lies. The stick of lies. You know what? Fuck. Just as soon as I heard that, as soon as he heard the sound, he knew he done fucked up. I I don't even have my fucking bottle opener. I don't even know where I put it. I think I know where it is, but I'm going to end up having to get up to get it. But that'll be in a moment. (laughs) Fuck, I've already started this shit off wrong. (laughs) That's how you know it's going to be a good show. Damn it. I couldn't even talk earlier. I was trying to say nickname. I said, name. (laughs) Like I'm the fucking, like I'm Frankenstein from Monster Squad talking to his little girl. Frank is name. I love it. Oh, you know what? I think we got a good show. I think we got a lot to talk about. This might be another one where I'm going to have to try to keep an eye on time and keep us on check. That being said, though, I do have to say something really quick. I have a retraction to make. Any of y'all that listened to our bonus show, we put out our very first ever bonus show, and that's because some breaking news dropped. On Friday, Friday as it usually does. Yeah, and, and we and we and we and we put it out Saturday, um, but it could, because it was huge news. Anybody who watched the pay per view already knows Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt were both off the TLC pay per view. Um, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor took place, which was just groundbreaking to begin with. Kurt Angle returned to a WWE ring for the first time in eleven years, which is huge to begin with. So we had to do that. In talking about that, I stated that AJ Styles versus Finn Balor doesn't even need a fucking storyline because it's going to be just an amazing match and it's a dream match. And that's all true. I'm not taking any of that back, especially after watching it. (laughs) But while I was talking about that, I had mentioned that they had put on a five-star match before at Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP title when Finn Balor took AJ, or when AJ Styles took Finn Balor's spot before Finn Balor went to WWE. I don't know why I fucked that up, how I fucked it up, and after I said it, even before we were done recording, I was trying to go in my head like something isn't right, I couldn't even picture the match in my head. <laughs> I went back, tried to find the match, the match does not exist. Uh, Finn Balor left before AJ Styles came in, AJ Styles took the mantle of leader, but only basically in ROH, there is no leader of Bullet Club, or so Bullet Club says, and that's the way it's always been. If there was a leader, it was Carl Anderson at the time anyways, at least in New Japan. The match I was thinking of, which is honestly one of my favorite matches ever from one of my favorite wrestlers ever, so I I, I kicked myself in the balls, I tucked my tail between my, my ass because I fucked it up. The match I was talking about and thinking of was um, AJ Styles... Versus Kazuchika Okada. And that is a five-star match. That was for the IWGP title. That was at Wrestle Kingdom 10. That was a fucking amazing match. So if you get a chance to watch that one. Kazuchika Okada versus AJ Styles. Wrestle Kingdom 10. Tokyo Dome. New Japan Pro Wrestling. January 4th of, of 2017. Beautiful match. But I apologize. I led you all astray. Some of y'all were probably looking at me like you're stupid, you know, that's wrong. And the other, the rest of you might have been looking it up and couldn't find it. So I apologize for that. It was an impromptu show. It was uh, the morning. I, you know, I got a thousand and one excuses. The truth is, you know, I like to believe 
Uh, I'm not the Professor Mike Tanay, but I like to believe that I got some wrestling knowledge hidden in the crevices of my cranium. But even I screw shit up, and I just completely fucked that one up. It's just sad that it's... It was it was involving a match with one of my favorite wrestlers ever in one of my favorite matches ever. But there you go. I apologize for leading y'all astray. I was wrong. At least you can admit when you're wrong. I do, and I want to. This isn't the first time I've retracted something I've said, and it won't be the last. I'm going to screw up again. Folks, we have a live show, and I only got so much knowledge in here, and especially after we have a few drinks, which I wasn't drinking that morning, so that's not even an excuse. <laughs> but. Yeah, be a little early for that. Um. Just I'm, a little, though. You know what? Just talk for a second. Uh, let's actually spit out our sponsors. I'm going to look for a goddamn uh, bottle opener. Go, go ahead and do your thing, man. Sell some shit. All right, folks. We all have those moments where we're about to go out in a fresh-ass whip, looking clean, brand-new shoes, and you're like, Damn, I ain't got no swag on the back of my car or the windows of my car. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where our good friends at Monster Wear Clothing come in. Delivering to you the finest quality of vinyl decals, custom made to your specifications, with a great turnaround time, high quality product, and an excellent price sourced locally so you don't have to wait a week and a half for shipping you don't have to pay insane shipping costs check out monster wear clothing and just in time for halloween while you're at it why don't you order a custom painted hockey mask he'll do it any way you want or you can buy from the selection that he has in stock currently check out monster wear clothing on facebook let him know Pasty White sent you, and he'll hook you up with a real nice deal. With Bill McNeil, while I'm on a spiel. Yeah. Also, folks, I have to re-conduct your attention to Saturday, November 11th. Guys, at Club Underground... In Minneapolis, you will witness a spectacle, the likes of which have not been seen since about eh, 2009, eight years ago. Folks, I'm talking, of course, about 1812 Records and our own Cloud Style Broadcasting presents Welcome Taken, a throwback Thanksgiving. Folks, this once-in-a-lifetime concert event will be hosted by the Minnesota Menace and feature some amazing local talent, such as Tipsy. Life and Times of Three Untalented Rappers. That's Fat C, Jester, and Crow, for those of you who don't know, because this was this is, this is an act from back in the day. They haven't been seen together in public for a very long time, folks. We've got Trip. Northern Lights. Zero, TikTok, Trip City, and for the first time in eight years, and for the last time ever, ever, ever folks, holy shit, ever, 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 
All of them. One stage, one night only. That's Big H, Slim Chances, TK, Ashley, and Zero. And you don't want to miss this night. Breaks are brought to you by the one and only DJ Demick. 21 plus, Saturday, November 11th at Club Underground. $5. Doors at 7. Music starts promptly at 7.30. Be there. Let's fucked up. Meet some of your favorite podcasting personalities. Yow. 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 You know what? Um, and I think for the time being, that about wraps it up. I have never, uh, I don't think, um, I don't think, because I, I may be wrong, I guess. I don't think I've ever listened to TK before. Um, but <coughs> if I was TK, I would definitely throw in some samples of fucking Earthbound. Ness from Earth, Earthbound, <laughs> if anybody knows Ness. Ness from Earthbound. Ness. It's hard for me to Ness say, man. Earthbound. I've been sucking a lot of dick lately, and I just got this lift. Uh, Ness from Earthbound, because he, he had all the telekinetic moves, and when he did them, he'd be like, TK Thunder! TK Power! TK Power! <laughs> I'd just throw that shit in, man. I would I would definitely use some samples. Gotta use the baseball bat critical hit sound effect, too. Hell I love yeah. that screech. <laughs> That's just my little uh, video game references. Couldn't find my bottle opener, but if you can't find a bottle opener, use a can opener. There you go. So I'm, I'm going to open up or a bottles. Vic. I'm gonna open up bottles. Or if you're really badass and don't care about the dental bill, you're back molars. Yes. Or if you're not that desperate but just don't care about the broad you're sleeping with, her back door. <laughs> I've seen some videos of some broads that can do that. It might have been gimmicked. Like the, the bottles might have been loosened beforehand. I don't know. <laughs> but then again, I've seen some broads with some. So, I mean, I know it's possible. I just don't know that the videos Some I've titanium seen turd cutters, would you say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Titanium <laughs> turd cutters. <sighs> you know, they, that brings up a point. We don't even have it in our news or anything. But, um, you know, with all the changes that were being made and shit like that, and we are going to talk about Kevin Owens in a second. He was pulled. Wasn't pulled. He left the South American, South African, South American or South African? No, I'm uh, South American tour. Uh, early, and so to take his place, Triple H stepped in, and yes. he was wrestling. So then I see this video of him with the New Day, and every title I see for it is Triple H twerks with the New Day. Triple H was not twerking on that video. He was literally moving his hips in a circle. S- hip circling is not twerking. People need to figure that shit out. A twerk is different. A God. twerk is just bouncing the ass and just the ass alone. Hip gyrating has been around since the beginning of mankind. Twerking's only been around since 2009. So He may not have twerked, but that was very reminiscent to me of something I saw on YouTube from a, uh, probably not, I, I'm probably wrong to say indie promotion, but a promotion where they hypnotized them with music and everybody started dancing. Like, everybody started dancing. That's awesome. And then everybody started I love some of the gimmicks from them indie promotions that are just so wild and whacked out. 
And I mean, look no further than Joey Ryan and, and, and the all-powerful penis. Did you see him with the Lego spot, man? No. He was he was he was facing the monster abyss. And if anybody knows Abyss, <laughs> he's a monster. And, and if anybody knows Joey Ryan, he has he has this uh this this penis move where he, he grabs their hand with his penis. You could say they grab his penis with their hand, either way. But it's the old uh, arm wrench, you know, that, that wrestlers would always do. They'd twist their arm and twist it again and twist it again. He does that, but just with his penis. No, look, Ma, no hands. And he'd do it with his penis, and then he can. Then at the end, he completely throws him over. Well, he did that with Abyss, and he wrenched it, and he wrenched it, and then he threw him over onto a bunch of Legos, which anybody knows Legos are worse than thumbtacks. It was a cool spot. Folks want to see it? Check out uh, Beef Sticks. Facebook page because there is a video clip of it on there. So check it out. <laughs> check out our Facebook page. It is facebook.com forward slash beef sticks podcast. Don't forget to check out you know. our, uh, our, our um, Facebook page for cloud style broadcasting. That is facebook.com forward slash cloud style broadcasting. You can email us at cloud style broadcasting. At gmail.com. You can email me, fatmacbsp at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Twitter at beefstickscsb. If you want to show a little love, if you want to give us a little something, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cloud style. Just cloud style, no broadcasting. And if you'd like to pump a little bit of change and become an investor in the company, go to our GoFundMe account, gofundme.com. Search for Cloud Style Broadcasting. There's no limit to how much you can donate. Sh- you know what? Sam Roberts would be happy with me. Shill Mac Shill. I'm going <laughs> to shill the shill out of this. I'm just happy because I can never remember all of our shit, so now I finally got it on a post-it note on my computer. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm going to... But now I need it lit up a little better because I got lights coming at me. So when I'm trying to read but what's behind my lights... I can't see it as well. You'll have to buy like, a big board just, from Dactronics. I should just just right there, and it'll it'll just it'll just it's a crawler, you know, a ticker, and it'll just keep rotating yeah. all the way through. It just keeps saying go. the shit over <laughs> and over and over again. You should get one for your backdrop too. That would be awesome. While you're at it, and I could just that download be so all sweet. the images there. That would be badass. Well, <laughs> to be fair, well, I guess I guess if I got a um, a DVN, which would be an indoor, really close pixelated. I think they're like uh, four millimeter pixels in that then you could get a pretty decent picture this close up but to be honest those kind of big boards are hard to get a good picture close up not right. knocking the well product. you could hang it further back electronics is the best but. yeah i could i could get it <laughs> i could put it on my wall fuck it just build it right into the wall hook up to the power just have it run right into it <laughs> and fuck just fuck just and you the had podcast. to go and I bring played... up joey ryan's penis Man, I made my wrestler <laughs> on WWE 2K18. <laughs> I brought it up all right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I made a wrestler on WWE 2K18, and they like simplified the process because you have to earn things and unlock moves and things to, to have different moves in the game. So you pick a fighting style, and it kind of sets you up for the beginning of the game. Okay. And my one of my strong grapples, uh, X and Up, was the almighty penis grab where you yes. just grab their cock? Awesome. I took it off after a while because that got really annoying. Like I like doing heel things, but grabbing a man's penis every match is is not my cup of tea bag. 
You may find this hard to believe. With the resurgence of WWE 2K18, I've started playing 2K17 again because I'm not going to buy 2K18. There's such such small differences. I'm not going to make the investment. Oh no, I think this this year is it. probably the most worth it uh, since the PS2 games. Well, yes, but every every year it's going to be the. But but no, I I I'm just I can't make that investment on something like that because I got kids to buy. Vid- You're not buying video games for your kids yet. I got kids to buy the video games for. So well, buy it for your. So I'm not going to, but, so I started playing it, and this is the first time ever, actually it was yesterday, it was the first time ever actually did the My Universe mode, where like you make up your own shit. Eh, it's interesting so far, but I can see it getting boring quick, because you really don't do anything. It's better if you um download a bunch of superstars from the created characters that people put online. Oh! Do. I download like, a bunch of random like right shit, now, toss them into the shows like we used right to do at drinking nights. A, um, right now, I have a a tag team of Braun Strowman and Andre the Giant, which is badass. Um, I got I got the Rock with um Roman Reigns and and the Usos and I've got a bunch of them. I got Macho Man Hogan. I got Hall and Nash. I got a bunch of them, so I do have them, and it, I mean it's cool so far. Like I said, I could see it getting mundane pretty quickly, though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really like 2K18. I'm going to keep talking. I spent the time sure. to, um, I, I was reading up on it, and I spent the time to separate the brands. So, like, a lot of my, so I got, all of these characters will only appear on Raw, and all of these will only appear on SmackDown, so it doesn't get too convoluted. And then, surprisingly, my NXT, I've just got a whole bunch of jobbers, and then Legends. <laughs> like all of my legends, like the other day, there. Uh, well, right now there's a feud between Taz and Undertaker in NXT. Taz and Undertaker. <laughs> so no, it's fun. We are getting way off uh, topic, which I've been trying to not do. I'm good at uh, that. So we need to get we need to get to beer, and then we'll get to to something that is uh, just too tweet. What do you got? Brand new there? segment, folks. Pasty, pasty. Pasty ale. Pasty ale. What do you got? I got the refrigerator song. Oh shit! I'm, I'm refrigerator. Refrigerator. Why do I love you so? Because, because you hold my food in my beer, so you're my heart and soul. Yeah, those definitely didn't sync up, but I'm sure neither does our beer. As for the third week straight, pasty white, ya boy, is finally polishing off his case of Coors. Hot damn, hot damn. See, I got coolers benched tonight. I got Coors, but they're benched tonight. I'm like, fuck you, man. Coors are good. I found out, um, this is a new, a new Coors are not that good. Coors is all, Coors is good for when you're just just drinking to drink. Like Coors is past beers at night, you know. Right. And it should, but it's a like, very rare occurrence where I drink beer at this level. And I'm kind of sad it's been three weeks running. But right. hey, I, I spent the money on the case and it's lasted me this long. Let's see you fuckers do that, you a alcoholics. Wise, uh, a wise man once said, "I do not understand how children can go to sleep." Without getting drunk first or high, <laughs> and it's true. How do children go to sleep sober? 
I, I think the last time I went to sleep sober, I was dead. Or five. Sleeping's a difficult thing to do. So God bless beer, God bless marijuana, God bless downers. Um, Coke, meth, you're not in this club. No, no you're not. Uh, but I have, it's called Three Trees IPA. It's from Brow Brothers. We've had Brow Brothers before. Hell yeah. Uh, they're straight out of a, a tiny, tiny town um, called Lucan, Minnesota. Lou King. This is a new seasonal beer. It's it's in it's a Three Trees IPA. It's an India Pale Ale, and I think the box says something. Something I read something about it somewhere. I did right here. It says after many years of brewing, this is the first true IPA we have ever bottled. Um, the rest of them were fake ones, folks. They were just regular old fucking stouts. And they put on the fucking initials. It's sad but true. I'm just kidding. Named after the iconic and grand maple trees adorning the brewery, Three Trees IPA is the result of years of testing, trying, and pilot batches. A thoughtful combination of both classic and new hop varieties create a seamless mix of tropical and citrus character built from kettle to fermenter. I say uh, I don't catch as much of the citrusy kind of hints that they talk about, but it is a light IPA, and um, it has less of the the super hop flavor that I'm used to. Maybe that's where the citrus, maybe the citrus just kind of kind of knocks it out a little bit. Tropical? I don't know about tropical either. I don't taste maple either. But this is a much more... <laughs> it's full of lies. It's full of bullshit. True IPA in my ass. Um, no, this is a, actually, it's a it's a darker, it's a darker, more heavy beer than you expect for an IPA, to be honest. It kind of coats your tongue the way a nice, dark stout would. I think this is a stout. I think they're lying. Folks, good beer. They're full of lies. So go ahead and buy the IPA Three Trees fucking shit. <laughs> but then then go and spray paint liar all over the Lucan Brow Brothers Brewery. Please do that. Or don't do that. That might be for the best. It's up to you. It depends on how many of these you've had, I guess. <laughs> Honestly. I've I've had I've had a couple drinks of this one. I'm not ready to do that yet. By the end, who knows? No, I re- it, it is really good. Brow Brothers are really good. Awesome food. You want to go and eat there, folks? Dude, they have awesome oh, food, yeah. folks. They got buffets. They got uh, two order. They got steaks. They Awesome. You never to... did get to do their hot wing challenge the way we were supposed to. We never did. We never did. Our hot wing bromance never really got off the ground after the first night. I, um, I, I used to volunteer for the Red Cross a lot, and there was a district, like the head of our district, we called him Wheezy. It was uh Wheezy baby. I don't remember what his first name was now. Larry, Larry Weezer was his name. We called him Wheezy. Wheezy. Anyways, he'd go we'd we'd meet up twice a year. Once would be at Jackpot Junction Casino Hotel and we'd have a big spread, and once would be at the Brow Brothers Brewery in Lucan and we'd have a big spread. And this son of a bitch would get drunk and just talk and talk and talk, and he'd get bright red, and he'd get hot, 
And I was there just one time with a friend of mine. And uh, and he's going through the room. And my friend's wild as shit, man. Uh, Pasty knows the cat. I don't want to drop his name here. But Pasty knows the cat. He's the guy that would come into Casey's and talk to you all the time that used to work at Dactronics. And he's yep. like, he was going through and, and, and we were all introducing ourselves. And this cat, this friend of mine, he's like, my name's Bubba. And then he'd do a couple other people. <laughs> just like, I'm like, I'm Bubba. And he's like, how many Bubbas do we got here? I thought I already talked to you. And then for like two years <laughs> later, he'd just keep calling both of us Bubba. And he'd be like, I don't know which Bubba you are. It was good. Good times. Fucking volunteer for the Red Cross, folks. It's fun. I ain't even going to lie. You save lives. And it's fun. And donate blood. Do it. Just not while you're drinking a lot. Just well, you could. It might hey, be fun. If you go to a, a town in, in Minnesota called New, New Ulm, New Ulm, they have, New they have blood drives there where after you give blood, they give you free beer. Talk about a cheap buzz, folks. Not only is it free beer, but you're already light oxygenized from from blood loss anyway so you're already a little tweezy and tipsy so if you don't want to do it to save lives do it to get a fucking free buzz nothing wrong with that either there's really nothing wrong with that that's i support it you had to go and talk about another bubba and that just makes me think about when our producer matt gurky was mistaken for cheeks (laughs) cheeks fucking cheeks it's my man Cheeks. <laughs> and since you look like Cheeks, I'll buy you a drink. That fucker was getting free drinks all night just because he looked like somebody else. <laughs> like, how come I don't look like random fuckers? And then I worked with Cheeks. And Cheeks and Matt looked very little like... Yeah, but everybody was half like... drunk by the time they were yelling <laughs> Cheeks at him anyways. <laughs> More than half drunk, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the the best the best producer we've ever had. In fact, the one the one episode he produced fucking vanished. So <laughs> he took it with him. He, he took it with him. Took it. He's holding it ransom. This is my episode. I have rights to it. I don't even remember what the fucking episode was about, but I remember it was a good episode. It was a damn good episode. Fucking lost in the annals of cheeks. <laughs> That's lovely. All right, so on to a new segment we like to call Two Tweet. Um, we had a ton of tweets to go through in the news, notes, and rumors this week. So we just figured, you know what? Why the fuck not just talk about all the tweets at one time, get them over with at one time? And that came about because... I don't want to sit and transcribe every fucking tweet. And I like to, when I'm, when I'm quoting people, I like to give the actual quote. So I was like, fuck this man. I'll just, I'll just put all, I'll just download all the pictures on my phone of all the tweets and I'll read them off my phone. So I don't got to write shit down. Cause it's getting to be ridiculous. So the first one I'm going to talk about, we mentioned before Kevin Owens left the South American tour earlier this week. For family issues. Now, at, at the time, it was allegedly not connected to the whole mumps meningitis thing, which we did find out was mumps now. I don't even think I have that on the news notes and fucking everything. It is officially the mumps. No meningitis for anybody. So, we had part of the new rumor. It, it goes to show there's a little bit of truth to every rumor. Or, or there's a seed of truth. You know what I mean? So, those people weren't out for meningitis, but they were out for the mumps. 
big difference? Not to us. All we know is they're out. To them, it might be a huge difference, but not to You're us. You're out of here. Um, so it confirmed that it was not mumps because our good friend Kevin Owens actually showed up at the end of Raw this week and gave us one of the best sound bites, video clips, or gifts ever. We're at the very end. Him and Sami Zayn are going up the ramp, and, and Kevin Owens just looks at Sami Zayn and says, "Hold me!" And Sami Zayn jumped into his arms, and they embraced. Just, just <laughs> sweet. Oh my! It was too sweet. It was beautiful. Just awesome. If you folks haven't, if you didn't watch Raw, just go back. It's on YouTube. Just look for that one segment. Just end segment. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, whatever. <laughs> it's just From how much of a bromance they're having right now, and I think Kirsten got it right. It's not going to last very long. Uh, I, I would, I would say, yeah, by WrestleMania, I wouldn't mind them two having a WrestleMania match. I would love it to last a year. I don't want to see another. But... Kevin Owens' best friendship culminate at WrestleMania with a match again the year after it just happened. Yeah, but his, that's no, that was so that's going to be half of Kevin a, Owens' year every a, year. This is his gimmick now. That was a Kevin Owens partnership that went away. This is literally a brotherhood. That's no, been they were best friends since fuck. No, they, no, it was a festival of friendships. But anyways, they were best but friends. This is they a called real, each other best. This is a real thing that's been around since they were both um, training to be wrestlers, you know? So this is actually a worthwhile WrestleMania event. Jericho's real and has been around since they were both training to be wrestlers. (laughs) Chris Jericho is a robot. The original Chris Jericho died at the same time the original Ultimate Warrior died. Then they both came back with doppelgangers. And then Ultimate Warrior died. But it was because the new Chris Jericho killed that Ultimate Warrior to keep the secret. Broke the news here first, folks. <laughs> um, so Ke- Kevin Owens showed up. But besides that, his wife Karina posted a pic of her and Owens on Instagram. And it is going into two tweet because there's also a tweet that goes along with it. And because to me, all social media is the same fucking thing. Um, so on this Instagram pic, she had an emotional message about her husband. She wrote, it is one of the toughest weeks of our lives, but we are okay now. This guy traveled halfway around the world to get back to us, and I don't know what I would have done without him. The outpouring of support from friends, family, fans, and peers these past few days has been overwhelming. Thank you all. We appreciate it. And she ended with best husband and dad we could ever ask for. Uh, that's super sweet. I would love to find a woman half as sweet as her. Because I don't know that they exist. They've still never said what the issue was. There you go. They've still never said what the issue was. And it's honestly, I don't care. It's none of my business. He was gone. He's back. I'm happy that they seem to be okay. I don't need to know what it was about. I'm okay if I never find out what it was about. I'm curious, but I don't care. Owens then took to Twitter to thank his fans, family, and friends for the support he received. He wrote, The outpouring of support from friends, family, fans, and peers, which was the exact same wording that his wife used. I think he might have done just right. copy and pasted. I copy and paste. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> He'll <is> move. <laughs> He'll right? Kevin Owens. But the support from all of those these past few days has been overwhelming. So, I mean, it's actually basically the exact same thing. 
it is not basically. Yeah, it is. It is legitimately the exact same thing. What she did. But there you go. That got it on two tweet instead of just being on the news and notes segment. So there you go. (laughs) Anybody who cared about him and was worried about him, they all love you. Not enough to write an official thing. Not not enough to actually type things, but enough to hold down on the screen and then copy it. And then, <laughs> so that's good. He's a heel. I love it. I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm glad they seem okay. Again, I don't even need to know what they were out for. Not my business. Not a big deal. Moving on from that. At least he's back. He's back. We, we miss Kevin Owens for, you know what, Bray? I love Bray, but you know what? I'm not going to miss the fucker. And his absence right. made TLC better. Roman, I'm not going to miss the fucker. I, don't, I think his absence hurt TLC, but I'm still not going to miss him. I don't, don't take this the wrong way, folks. I don't want to see any of them ill. I don't want to see any of them missing. But the fact that they are isn't affecting me. But Kevin Owens would. Kevin Owens, gosh. I like having him there. Yeah, it's very empty when he's not. It is. It's noticeable when he's not there. The next two tweet is from Daniel Bryan. This happened uh, before TLC. It happened on Sunday before TLC. And he wrote, There was a time when WWE wouldn't let Kurt Angle compete. Tonight, he won a pay-per-view main event at TLC. With the hashtag, so you're saying there's a chance. A classic line from Dumb and Dumber, if you all don't know. So underneath that, a fake Vince McMahon account, not the real yeah, Vince McMahon. but have the blue check mark. Yeah, a fake Vince McMahon account replied to him <laughs> with just one phrase. No chance in no hell! Chance in hell. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Uh... I found that amusing because Daniel Bryan can consistently seems to not give a shit about letting his feelings be known. Like, he's still out here like, I want to wrestle WWE. And he's tagging <laughs> officials in it. And he's not he's not hiding it. It's just like... No. You fu- I mean, when he leaves, when he doesn't sign with them, they'll have no excuse. He's told them over and over and over and over again what he wants. So they can't complain when he ends up leaving. Yeah, but the thing is, is he'll leave for a couple of years, be the best thing out there, and then WWE will be like, you want to come back? And oh, he yeah. Will. And that's good. That's good. I don't mind him ending his career there. I don't mind him having the big payday and all of that stuff. But if he wants to wrestle and he can wrestle, let the I've also wrestle. read reports that there's a good chance he could re-sign as general manager again just because it's a good paycheck. Well, of and course he, still he gets- always could. Yeah, and he doesn't have to worry about getting more injured, and I mean, I'd say it's 50-50. Yeah. You know, you're not going to know... And with the management program on the show, it gives him more time to be home with his family than if he was actually... And Bree is going to be coming back to TV, so she's going to be traveling, so he'll spend the time with her yet, and he'll be with her. So, I mean, there's reasons for him to stay. I'm not saying he should go. I'm saying he should be happy. Do you have some facts for me? Because, like I said, I, I I heard Bree wasn't going to come back, and that Nikki was going to be the only Bella coming back eventually. Oh, Bree! Bree even said on TMZ that she was going to be back pretty soon, and that she wanted uh, 
and that she supported Daniel Bryan with wrestling if that's what he wanted to do. There's a video. Yeah, look it up on YouTube. She, yeah, she's coming back fairly soon. They want to have them both come back together. The rumor is that Nikki's waiting for Brie to come back, or vice versa. I don't remember which it is, but... Oh, yeah, Brie, as far as I know, Brie's coming back. I think that's pretty definite. And I don't blame her. She has no reason not to. Well, she has a baby. Um, they got money. There's people to take care of the baby. They don't. They don't. No, they're hippies. They want to take care of their own kids. They're hippies that get multi-million dollar contracts. You almost can't be <laughs> those two things at the same time. You can pretend, but you almost can't be those two things at the same time. <laughs> I'm not I don't know. I don't think. Impossible. I don't think they make multi-million dollars in a year. I know, like even. Uh, with their, even with their uh, like, clothing line and shit? is like $101,000. Even with their clothing line and all of that, you don't think that they make multi-millions a year? I'm not talking about just from WWE. I'm saying oh. that they themselves, the two of them together with all of the things they do, are worth multi-millions. That doesn't even mean you make multi-millions. That means you're worth multi-millions. Those are two different things. A lot of wrestlers are worth more than they ever get paid. Yeah. Most of them. What's what's your what's your quoted as being worth doesn't mean that's what you make. That just means how much you. I don't. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know because I'm not into finances. I do know how one thing. Without getting into a ton of numbers, uh, Forbes ran the numbers on Brock Lesnar: how much money he makes, how much time he spends in the ring, and per hour he makes more than Bill Gates. That's awesome. Like an hour. If you if you took his. His yearly sum from WWE only, not UFC. And you divided that in the number of hours that he spent in the ring. He makes more money than uh, Bill Gates's money divided by the amount of time that he works weekly. <laughs> Fucking insane. Very insane. Yeah, <laughs> um, moving on from that. we're Man, we're behind schedule. But that's all right. Impact Wrestling put out a tweet because all official news needs to come out through Twitter now. So says the Donald. They put out a tweet telling us something we could see coming. Everybody except for Anthem Sports and Jeff Jarrett could see coming a mile away. Impact Wrestling announced today, and uh, this was, I believe this was on Sunday, October 23rd. Oh, 24th. Monday, October 24th. Impact Wrestling announced today that it has terminated its business relationship with Jeff Jarrett and Global Force Entertainment, Inc. effective immediately. There is uh, no more GFW in Impact Wrestling. In fact, I seen a picture backstage from the latest show that they had just ran shortly after that. And they still have the GFW title, but they threw a Impact Wrestling sticker over top of the GFW. <laughs> God, I so, love them. Yeah, Drew Galloway is holding it with a fucking sticker just slapped over top of it. I feel worse. Well, first of all, I feel worse for Jeff Jarrett because not only did he just get let go from the company he founded twice now, but I believe he truly wants the best for wrestling and wants to make an impact, no pun intended, in wrestling. 
But also, um, there were reports of him being not fit again to wrestle a promoter. He was working for an independent promotion, and the promoter thought he was horribly unprofessional. And as of, I want to say early today, maybe it was late yesterday, but at least as of early today, Jeff Jarrett has apparently officially um, um, gone, uh, gone to rehab. I can't think of what the word is, but he went into rehab. Checked himself, checked into, thank you, that's what I was looking for. Jeff Jarrett has officially checked you. into rehab. Nobody said anything. Well, the, the, this guy did. There's different people here. <laughs> you, there's, there's more than one guy here. Uh, yeah, so he has officially checked into rehab. It sounds like it's mostly all for alcohol, which, uh, by the way, folks, shame on you. Alcohol is a demon, and it's horrible, and shame on you for, for your alcohol consumption. Yeah. All of you. Ah, refreshing. Fuck, that's refreshing. No. I hope the best for him. If he needs help, I hope he gets the help he needs. I'm not a Jared hater. There are a ton of Jared haters out there. I enjoyed him in NWA. I enjoyed him um, back in the, the Jared promotions. I enjoyed him in WCW. I enjoyed him in WWF. The good housekeeping match with China, as as tacky and, and stuff as it was, was good. I enjoyed him in TNA and as a champion. I am, I owe him a ton just for creating TNA, because TNA and Ring of Honor is what got me through a period of my time when I would not watch WWE, and for good reason. Right. And still to this day, like I said, I thoroughly, honestly believe he tries to do what is best for wrestling. He may not know what is best for wrestling, but I think he honestly tries to. Vince McMahon fucking doesn't know what's best for wrestling. And um, and, and, and I think it's different. I think Vince McMahon only wants to do what's best for the WWE shareholders. And that's his job right now. That's not even a bad thing. I'm not saying it's negative that, that he does that. Because it's not negative. I don't think Jeff Jarrett is trying to just do something to make people money. I think he has a passion for the business. He's a third-generation wrestler. Not only did his father, Jerry Jarrett, run... um, I'm going to come up... I want to say Mid-South, but it's not Mid-South. But he ran the the, the Nashville Territories down south. Uh, Actually, um, I think he co-ran some some of the Dallas Territories also. Dallas or Houston. Some folks who know wrestling better than me because I fucked up last time with Kazuchika Okada. Help me out here. But anyways, he ran those. And Jerry Jarrett's father, which would be Jeff Jarrett's grandfather, was a wrestler and his grandmother was a promoter. So they worked together. So he's a third generation from both maternal and paternal sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I feel bad for him. He may not be the most gifted wrestler or the most gifted promo, but he's good at both. And he can't, he has the passion. He has the passion. Can't argue that. He's just gone a little bit crazy over the years, and I mean that snapping point happens for everybody. Yeah, it's happened to me a few times. So I think I'm in the middle of it right now. Oh. Um, on to more. And, and we'll oh. get into this later on in the news, but it definitely seems like Impact Wrestling itself. Is kind of taking a page out of the book of Jeff Jarrett's crazy side schemes. <laughs> yeah, ain't it the truth? 
Although it wouldn't be the first time for TNA doing things like this. Right. But yeah, and WWE has done stuff like this, but I, I agree. Um, and in a too sweet related to tweet, a fan, well, actually, I don't know. It's a, it's a, um, verified Twitter page. So it must be somebody who's more famous than me, but I don't know. His name is Louise Payez Pumar. It's not Perez. It's P-A-E-Z dash P-U-M-A-R. Never heard of the guy. Anyways. He tweeted AJ Styles saying, Vince McMahon really flew AJ Styles from Chile to Minneapolis at the last minute just to throw a televised middle finger in the young buck's face. <laughs> Honestly, pettiness goals. Um, and then he posted a picture of the two suite that Finn Balor and AJ did that we will talk about coming up. AJ Styles responded to this t- Twitter saying, uh, Just so you know, Luis... Vince had nothing to do with the two sweet between Finn and I. In fact, I say it was two men showing the world that we haven't forgotten where we came from. Forever, we will love our BC brothers. And he posted that with a now you know. <laughs> so a lot of people said that was a big F you to, to them. And part of me thought that the first time I seen it was it was a big F you to the Bullet Club. Or at least that it was going to cause controversy. Which it has. You and I talked about it, Pasty, right off the bat, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, we did. And I thought it was a big fuck you to the Bullet Club. So I it's... said, you, you can bet Vince told them to go out there and do that. <laughs> right? So it's kind of nice to know. And, and AJ could be playing the corporate card. That could be a cover-up. It could be bullshit. And Vince could have told him to do it. It's hard to tell in a tweet if you're sincere or not. But he seems sincere. And those, so I that's what the Bullet Club needs it. to do. Every member just needs to go sign with WWE and they can have their gimmicks back. There you go. Why not? Problem solved. Problem solved. This was one I liked. This was, uh, this, this was somebody, again, another, uh, another, uh, do, do you just have to put a thing on saying you're verified on Twitter? Like, should we verify our Twitter accounts? Because I see all these verified Twitter pages that I've never heard of these fuckers. So there's another one. It's it's Ben Pope Jai. Pope G? It's P-O-B-J-I-E. Where these fuckers are getting these are their all last Mahal's name from? Man. Yeah, I don't know where they get their fucking last name from. My my last name's easy as shit. If you can't figure out my last name, you're in trouble. These fuckers got some weird ones. Anyways, it says, or, or well, okay. Let me drop back. First, Dwayne posted, um, and I don't have it on here. But anyways, he said something about, um, I didn't get the first part, did I? He posted something about TLC coming up, and I think it was to, um, anyways, he was talking to some of the wrestlers, and he said, go have fun, hashtag TLC, it'll be a good night, something like that. I apologize that I'm, I'm off on my Twitters, I just, we threw this together at the last minute, this whole two-tweet segment, so I should have had it taken care of, I don't. Anyway, basically, he put a post out about TLC, how he's excited for it, have fun, this and that. So this Ben Cat said, Dwayne, wrestling isn't real. It's time you knew. So The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, re- replied to that and said, I like the dry wit. Correct. I do, in fact, know wrestling isn't real. That's why I said, quote, have fun, unquote. I also know you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> 
So Dwayne's out here not giving any shits either, and I love that. I love it, because we've all been in that situation as wrestling fans where people are like, you know it's not real, man. And you just want to look <laughs> at them and say, you just spent fucking $20 to go watch a movie in the theaters that's not real, man. You still right. fucking enjoy it. Uh, we've all been there, and it's nice to just see somebody just put somebody in their place. So I liked You're that tweet. Your favorite football team, guess what? That ain't fucking real either. Oh, don't get me started on that. I had to try to explain <laughs> to my, my son and my niece. Uh, somehow we got talking about um, the New Orleans Saints. Well, they were, they were facing the Packers Sunday. Um, they beat the Packers, but, you know, without Rodgers, what are we going to do? And the worst part was the Saints were playing horrible, so we just basically gave them a win. Anyways, it got brought up that the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl the year after Hurricane Katrina. Okay, I had to explain to them, the Saints didn't win the Super Bowl. They didn't earn their spot. They were given the Super Bowl and the win because they had recently gone through the natural disaster. Um, that's happened multiple times in the past, folks. The people that win the Super Bowls happen to be in a, in a dire situation the year before, the year of, and it's just... And anybody, anybody who's naive enough to think something that's a multi-billion dollar business relies on fucking luck to sell right. shit is just stupid. And it makes me laugh because I listen to people who are like, you know... I watch football, I don't watch a lot of the other ones, but boxing, football baseball hockey any of those and they're like hey man it's complete it's legit it's 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 skill against skill and i'm like you know what people said that about pro wrestling 100 years ago too but uh pro wrestling fans smartened up what the fuck's holding (coughs) you back right and the only difference is, is is wrestling didn't quite deny it wrestling i think just i think the only difference is wrestling embraced it which is about the same thing as you're saying they were like, we can make more money just fucking doing outlandish shit, even if it breaks kayfabe. And they and it's true. I mean, they don't make more money than the NFL, but they made more money once they decided to do that. They were How about dying... fashion dogs? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the epitome of it at all. <laughs> How did everybody hate that and I loved it? <laughs> I loved it. I still don't think I'm it's waiting Bludgeon for... Brothers because they're just... I mean, they're doing the same thing they did with the Ascension. It's like every week they keep saying that's what it is, but nothing ever comes to it. Right. So I don't know. I'm waiting for uh, Fashion and Loathing. I did love, I know, right? I did love um, (laughs) when they brought in Carmella, and she literally just says to them, I'm not part of your sketch. <laughs> like totally broke kayfabe. She's like, didn't even like play like, like this is real. She's just like, I'm not part of your sketch. That made me laugh so hard. Talk about breaking kayfabe. There's only one problem. There's no B in brothers. I know, right? And then he's like, oh, the B is silent in brothers. <laughs> and, and come on, don't tell me that you didn't mark out when he said two brothers. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> two brothers. <laughs> oh. All right, moving on. Yes. We did talk about the whole uh, GFW leaving or Impact Wrestling kicking out or Anthem removing And just Jeff for the record, Jarrett folks, I am going to just interject here for one second. 
Go ahead, introduce. All I have on my one note for two tweet is the Kevin Owens section from the very beginning. Otherwise, there's nothing else here. Otherwise, on my the rest screen. is all off of my phone. I just took I took oh. uh, screen oh, captures yeah. on my phone, so I didn't have to write it. That was the whole point, pasty. You should have put the screen captures. In the OneNote. But then I gotta screen capture them all, then I gotta send them all to my computer, then I gotta upload them all to OneNote. That's just as much work as transcribing them. So now I'm, so now you broke kayfabe. I was holding my phone right next to the camera, so it looked like I'm looking at the ca- I got shades on, they don't know where I'm looking. I was looking hey. right next to the camera, holding like, the phone. I don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Try, trying I'm to look professional strings behind the scenes, making feeling, the show work. I'm feeling awkward. My shoulder's sore. My fingers are, are cramped from holding my phone, but I'm trying to make it look good. Now I'm just going to do this because you blew the whole shit out. <laughs> so now I'm doing this. All right? This is how I'm reading it. Why don't this, you show them the is. tweets? There it is. Here, I'm not even going to say just... Oh, yeah, because some of our fucking listeners are listening and not watching. <laughs> yeah, but you got to give the bonus to the people who are watching. Bonus. All right. So we talked about like all this, shit's still going on. Shit's mm, still going on yeah. in Impact Wrestling. GFW, Jeff Jarrett's gone. They, you know, I'd say for the last, I wouldn't say five years, but at least the last three years, I think every day is just a question mark for anybody working there. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative either. But that being said, um, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray Dudley, who, who was a big star in TNA and was there for a long time. He's another one of those people folks don't realize spent more time in TNA than WWE. And uh, and arguably had some better matches in TNA than WWE. He tweeted, to the TNA locker room, once again, hold your heads high and keep performing your asses off. It has never been your fault. And then, then Gail Kim responded with, thanks, Bubba. And I was like, you know what? I'm there for you, baby. I'm there for you. And then I remembered she'd married to Robert Irvine and he'd beat the fuck out of me. So then I retracted my tweet. But, no, that's good. What I love about that is not only did did, did Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, give his support to the talent and, and, and emphasize what I think most people know is that they have some of the best talent on earth in Impact Wrestling. It's all backstage shit. But he even never... He never attacked anybody. He didn't attack Anthem. He didn't attack TNA, Jeff Jarrett, Dixie Carter, backstage. All he said is, it's never been your fault, talking to the talent. So I thought that was very mature of him. And for pro wrestlers using Twitter, you don't find a lot of mature statements. (laughs) So that was cool. Here's one I just found amusing, and it is wrestling related. I wouldn't call it breaking news, but um, (laughs) I just love this. It starts out with a Hulk Hogan tweet. It says, Brother, it's about time I give myself a stone-cold haircut. HH. He always ends with HH. That's how he just ends his stuff. About time I gave myself a stone-cold haircut, brother. HH. So Stone Cold Steve Austin replied, saying, Embrace the dome, brother, with the hashtag bald is cool. And then right after that, Ricochet... Uh, some of you folks may not know Ricochet, but Ricochet, we talked about him last week or earlier this week at our break. Yes, news. we did. He uh, he posted a thing saying, Hulkster's cut is iconic, but bald is the new sexy. Hashtag bald brothers. <laughs> <laughs> With Ricochet, is head shaved also. So, um, 
You know what? If if Hulk Hogan shaves the golden locks, man, that's going to be huge news. I don't know. I don't want to see it. I'll get used to it, but I don't want to see it. That's like him missing the Fu Manchu. You just don't do that. Don't touch <laughs> don't touch the chew. He should. He should just come out like completely shaved at WrestleMania. Just fucking clean balls and everything. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. My balls are smooth and clean. You could eat peas off this shit. Right. Who wants peas? See? It is ten inches. <laughs> right? <laughs> when I'm in character, motherfucker, it is. What if it was? What if, like, when he goes out there and the adrenaline hits, it just, like, and the motherfucker just grows, just, like, hulking up? No what wonder if, the man if, can't keep a wife. Right? What if it hulks up? <laughs> It starts How shaking. How come they shit. get big hugs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terry Balea, you fucker. I love Hulk Hogan, oh. man. I love him. Has he taken a Joey Ryan flip? No, he should. He never has. He Not that should. I know anything of. So now we're gonna go- going to get... I want to see Ric Flair take a Joey Ryan flip and then add his Flair fall downs into it afterwards. Where am I going to get to this now? Um, I'm out. Man, I didn't get to put this in order. Blair! Okay, so at one point... Okay, I, you know what? I think I have this in reverse order. So I think it's good. Oh, no. By the way, my Ric Flair Funko Pop wears the exact same entrance robe that uh, Edge Charlotte wears? had borrowed. No, Edge borrowed from Ric Flair for his WrestleMania main oh. event. Nice. Yeah. Is that the uh, is that the red and gold one? Pink. Pink. Okay. Cool. Yep. Pink and purple. So um, somebody had posted about Kenny Omega being the best in the world on Twitter. So Chris Jericho responded with "Best in the world?" Question mark. Kenny Omega isn't even best in Winnipeg. Hashtag overrated. Uh. <laughs> Which, for those of you who don't know, they're both from Winnipeg, Ontario, Canada. So then Kenny Omega said, Well, geez, what can I say? Never meet your heroes, folks, lest they be a corporate stooge. So then Chris, never one to back down from a Twitter war, responded with, Corporate stooge or six-time world champion who's main evented in the big leagues for 17 years? Watch your mouth, kid. Kenny Kenny Omega isn't done. Kenny Omega isn't done. Kenny Omega said, nah, I'm just the guy having those six-star classics you keep hearing about. Surely Y2J's had plenty of those in the quote-unquote big leagues, right? (laughs) And then Chris Jericho followed with, your matches are incredible. Too bad nobody sees them. Hashtag minor leagues. It's awesome. It's beautiful. It's great. They're both witty. Um... I, I told Pasty before we started. My, I think this is a shoot. I, I, I mean, I think this is a work. I do not think it's a shoot. I think they're working us. I think they're laughing the whole time together. I think they like each other. I think they have no beef. And I think this could lead to good for a business. Match. Damn it! It's good for business. It is. Chris if nothing Jericho else, is helping to get WWE fan eyes onto K 
Kenny Omega. Yeah, if nothing else, it's 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 helping both of them. A- at least Kenny Omega, yeah. But I honestly think it could culminate in a match. Jericho is allowed to wrestle matches that aren't televised for other promotions. So I could see it resulting in a match. And I if that happens, I'm going to be so disappointed that it's not televised. Because that is a fucking match. Chris Jericho <laughs> versus Kenny Omega. The Lionheart versus the Cleaner. Come on! Yeah. Take my yeah. money! Yeah. I want it. 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 And I think that's the end of my two-tweet segment, which was a half hour too long. No, cool. it's not. No, it's I'll not. I'll paste these mini-segments. It's not. You can oh, do. Do you want to do your mini segment, or do you want me to do my no, last you one? You finish your. You finish your two tweets. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna end on a sad note, folks. I don't know if anybody who listens to our show or watches our show watches uh, watches or watched what culture. I think anybody who watches YouTube knows what culture. Oh yeah, they've got yeah. millions. If, if you look at wrestling news on YouTube. Well, not even wrestling news. If you watch YouTube, because wrestling is a tiny portion of what culture. Yeah. They've got a huge uh, thing, mostly entertainment-wise, but they do have a sub, I don't know, is it a subreddit? What do you call it on YouTube? Of what culture wrestling. They they, they cover wrestling also. Um, I know a lot of friends that don't watch wrestling that watch what culture. They talk about movies, video games, TV, everything. But there is what culture uh, wrestling. And um, not only that, they created a, they created their own uh, um, uh, league, their own company, What Culture Pro Wrestling, WCPW, who have gotten some huge names. In fact, if I believe, if I'm remembering right, which I've been bad at lately, apparently, I think the only Cody Rhodes versus Kurt Angle match happened in a WCPW ring. That was on Cody Rhodes' bucket list. Remember when Cody Rhodes first left WWE? He had a list of of bucket contenders, people he wanted to face. Kurt Angle was on that list. I'm pretty sure it was in a WCPW ring they faced off. But thousands of who's who have been in a WCPW ring. What culture? Pro wrestling. And one of the biggest guys, both on YouTube and in the stands, was uh, Adam Blampier. He was a manager, a heel manager... In, in the the wrestling portion of it, he was a correspondent in W or in What Culture, the wrestling channel. They had many segments that he was part of. He was great. Loved him. Loved him. Him and King Ross, man, they were the shit. Simon Miller's all right, also, but he's still there. Anyways, a bunch of them left to start their own their own thing called Cultaholics. And not only that, I believe What Culture Pro Wrestling also was going to continue on, but under a different banner. They took What Culture Pro Wrestling with them. And I don't think it's going to be called Cultaholics. Um, I had read the name of it somewhere, but I didn't put it into this research here, so you're not going to get it. Long story short, one of the biggest names in the, in, in the leaving of What Culture and in the forming of Cultaholics is under fire recently. Some bad shit came out. This is what he put on Twitter. He put on, I'm going to go away after this. I just wanted to say one more thing. Please don't attack the women for speak. I, I, sh- I should say what he's talking about, I guess. So he got in trouble for manipulating women for <laughs> sex. That's what the original headlines were. Adam Blampier, manipulating women for sex. I, I mean, I go Cosby mode right away. Like, I think of Cosby. I'm like, oh shit, it's Cosby, it's Weinstein. 
you know, all this shit's coming out. There's Donald Trump. There's just... So my first thought is he's in the entertainment business. He's in the pro wrestling business. So basically he's pressuring women to fuck him to get a position either in the wrestling ring or like an intern in what culture pro wrestling to move up the ladder and get her own show or something, right? Right. From everything I've found out yet, it comes out the details are basically he was lying to women about him and his girlfriend or wife, I don't remember what it is, having an open relationship so that they could fuck him. And he's admitted to using his celebrity status to get women to want to sleep with him. In my world, that's he did nothing wrong. I don't <laughs> think there's anything... There's nothing morally, legally, or something wrong with lying to a girl saying that, well, my girlfriend thinks it's okay. He didn't drug her. He didn't pay her money. He didn't offer her a spot on the show. He didn't, you know, rape her. As far as we know, things could come out later, but as, as everything that's come out is that he just told other women, apparently some that were close friends to him, that him and his girlfriend had an open relationship, and so he fucked them. I don't know. Maybe I'm living in a weird world here, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. At least not any... I mean, maybe for his wife there's something wrong with that, but nothing that would mean he has to leave a company? I think? Maybe. So, with that being said, he says, I'm going to go away after this. I just wanted to say one more thing. Please don't attack the women for speaking out. I didn't mean for the statement to seem self-serving. I apologize for that. I don't expect or want praise or defiance right now. Or defense right now, I'm sorry. I just want you all to know so that I never hurt anyone ever again. Please be kind and understanding to the women more than I was. I did read somewhere, I haven't seen the video, there's a video of him talking to a drunk girl trying to convince her to fuck him. Which, again, if you ask me, isn't necessary. I mean, at most, that's a gray area. If a woman's so intoxicated she passes out and you fuck her, that's rape. If a woman's really drunk stumbling out of a nightclub and you say, hey, grab my junk, that's not bad. That's like finding a quarter on the street and picking it up and putting it in your pocket. Maybe it's theft, <laughs> but it's not really morally wrong. So... I, I don't know. I got a twisted world view sometimes. So maybe I'm wrong about this and maybe he's a horrible beast. But I can honestly say I'd, I wouldn't. I'd fucking do the same thing. If this show blows up, I'll have three fucking girlfriends and I'll, I'll cheat on all three of them. And I'll videotape it and I'll put it on the Patreon page. Just for our loyal listeners. Yeah. So go ahead, Pacey. Man, What's we your big are news, man? behind. I know. What's your big news? Oh, no, no. Just Pasty's mini segment of, and now for things that aren't so great about WWE 2K18. This week's edition, tag team matches. And not because of the physics, because they're great, except for, you know, the occasional bug that's usually amusing. Right. <clears throat> Whenever, currently, until it's patched, Whenever you go to make a tag, the announce team says, Oh, he just missed the tag! Or that one didn't connect. And every single time, it connected. Tags. <laughs> yeah. And then for my part B, you create a character, at least on my game, 
you make the name, right? And they say the name, and so they call you by your name. Well, they don't have pasty. So my name is Pat Steele White. But because of a bug, yeah, because of a bug, the announcers call me Whitney because they're saying the name that's one away from the one I picked. Ah, that's still Whitney. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm when I come into the ring, they call me Pat Steele White. Oh, but during that the part's match? right. But it's yeah, just during the match. Anytime they reference me, they're like, "And Whitney." Whitney. So it's like it's like I'm being buried by the the announce team. Nothing so kind of fun. Nothing brings terror rising to the gut of your opponent like the like the term Whitney <laughs> I want to make a horror movie called Whitney there you go but yeah I think Whitney. every week I'm going to tell you like a couple of things I really like about the game and then a couple of things that are like facepalm moments that's good nothing <clears throat> wrong with that people yeah. need to know if it's worth spending uh, 60 bucks on it is well, let them decide. You keep telling what's good and no. bad. Let them decide. How can they decide unless they play the game? Because you're telling them what's good or bad. That's the point. <laughs> All right. So now that we're fucking uh, an hour past due, and I did yeah, update these times. Yeah, we gotta like go through this really fast. I updated these really times, fucking fast. so this is the time we're supposed to be on. The biggest news I think of the week, and this is huge, folks. Um, Harry Smith otherwise known as Davy Boy Smith Jr., otherwise known as the British Bulldog's son, fucking saved a woman from a suicide jump. This was on Saturday, October 22nd. Um, the, the day the day that, that you motherfuckers were watching TLC and eating fucking hot wings, drinking beer, this cocksucker saved a life. He's been a long-time successful professional wrestler. He spent some time in WWE. And um, apparently, what happened? Well, I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him explain. I'll say it, but he's gonna speak through me, like so much Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost. She started to slide, and want to go more. As I grabbed a hold of her, luckily, my years of grappling and self-defense, I knew how to grab her hard. That's what, Ant- <laughs> that's, that's what Adam Blampier said. <laughs> I gotta shut up. Anyways, back to him. And how to pull her up from hanging off and jumping. When I yanked her off the bridge, finally I established the mount position. <laughs> that's what Adam Blampier said. <laughs> I, I established... Fucking... I should not have read this right after that. Uh, I established the mount position as you do in grappling and did not let her budge. Smith said the woman had a gun, right? Uh, Smith said the woman had a gun, which he said prevented him from giving her a hug after rescuing him. (laughs) Very specific. I couldn't give her a hug. She had a gun. I shouldn't be making light of this. Um, She was placed under arrest and in handcuffs by police so she could get a mental evaluation. I told her, Miss, you're not going to move unless I want you to move. Insert Adam Blampier. I'm an expert grappler and you're not going to shoot me, Smith recalled saying. We will get you help. Life is a precious thing and I am here to help you. I really believe if I wasn't there and been able to grab her, she would have jumped. 
it would have taken a few people at least to pull her off. Um, so not only is this amazing, and I give him all the credit in the fucking world, and I think it's awesome that he saved a life, and I think it's awesome that this woman gets a chance to reevaluate her um, options and her situation. Because sometimes, just in the heat of the moment, the best thing for you is to die. But it, if you get that second chance to step back and look at it, you're like, shit, there's a couple things I can try first. And that's not a joke. I mean, this is serious. This is true. I'm not lying, folks. Um, so this is awesome. There's pictures, and I didn't give Pacey a picture to plop up on our on our, on our our video. And I haven't put them on Facebook yet, but I will before we're done. But the pictures... I, I don't know what this cat was doing, this this, this Harry Smith, you know, uh, Davy Boy Jr., Davy Boy Smith. But the pictures look like he's in a fucking one-piece pajama suit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's purple. Like, I don't know what this dude's doing, but, I mean, God bless him. He was there at the right place at the right time. But uh, he looks like he's in his daygum pajamas, man. <laughs> Nobody's gonna be able to see this. Let me let me let me open up my Skype to see if I can even get a decent showing of this. If I block some of there it is, there it is. I don't know. To me that looks like pajamas. I don't know what it looks like to you folks out there. What about you, Pasty? Are you looking at it? Yeah, that looks like pajamas or one and of those rompers. Barefooted. It looks like. So I don't know what he was doing driving around in his pajamas. But God bless him. Thankfully he was. Thankfully. British Bulldog Jr. cruises around in his pajamas saving suicidal middle-aged women. That's it's and I you know we're laughing and I mean this seriously cuz suicide is a huge serious fucking thing. So I do mean this completely seriously, but you got to have a little fun with everything in life. Otherwise you should commit suicide. I right. said it here folks, if you're not going to have fun with anything in life, you should, but I I don't know. Nobody in none of the reports I've looked around to find out why he's in pajamas? Nothing I've read says anything about him being in pajamas. <laughs> so I don't, maybe they're not pajamas, but I don't know what outfit he's wearing. So I'm going to keep moving on after the pajama thing. Um, there's a couple things I'm going to skip here, folks, and maybe we'll talk about them next week. I, I highlighted them. So we touched on this a little last week, but now here's... We're, anyways, like me going to the doctor about my fucking illness that they won't fucking take care of. We're getting conflicting reports coming out about Nia Jax. First of all, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer is reporting the situation with Nia and WWE has gotten overblown and that there really isn't much of a story. Uh, For those of you who didn't hear last week, Nia Jax has been missing. Some people said she walked out. Alexa Bliss said it's not so much a leave of absence. Some people said she's injured. We don't know, but she's not wrestling. We know that. We know she's not on the road. We know that. Meltzer noted that Jax, just a few weeks off from the European tour. What? Meltzer noted that Jax just... Oh! Has just a few weeks off. (laughs) Pajamas are in my brain. Yeah. So Dave Meltzer noted that Nia Jax has just a few weeks off until the European tour, which will kick off November 1st. Only a few days away, folks, so maybe we'll figure this out. So Dave Meltzer has been pretty reliable. I usually say he's about 50-50. Let's say he's about 55-45. I think he's more right than wrong, but he, 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 he reports a lot of shit. So PW Insider, which is also a pretty reliable source, 
backs that up. According to them, it appears as though Nia Jax is nursing an injury, posting Nia Jax may be out with a bad back. So there's two um, two reports from from two different established folks saying pretty much the same thing. Now, according to Sports Illustrated, Justin Barrasso, which, by the way, has actually been putting out a lot of news lately. They're paying attention to the wrestling world, and I think most of the stuff that we've reported him saying on face or on beef sticks has been true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here again, he's saying the reason behind Nia Jack's much discussed leave of absence, quote unquote, has been uncovered. Sports Illustrated learned that Jack balked at the idea of losing clean to Sasha Banks at TLC. She called her cousin, who we talked about earlier, who happens to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and asked for his advice. And according to Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, the Johnson encouraged her to walk away if she's unhappy. And that seems to be what she's done. So, as we've stated many times before, folks, we're not getting calls from these people. We're not talking to them face-to-face. We're not, uh, we don't have a personal connection to them. We're reporting the news yes. we're given. Not yet, correct. So, as of now, everything that we report... If we say it's a rumor, if it's, I mean, even if it's said it's confirmed, we'll tell you it's confirmed. If it's not confirmed, I like to believe we state that it's rumor. Uh, We reported last week about Naya. This week, this is what we got. We're giving you two sides. It's up to you to decide what's going on, or just don't decide and wait and see what happens. If she comes back, Meltzer's right. If she doesn't come back, then Barrasso's right. Maybe nobody's right. Maybe maybe she tried to jump off a bridge and David Hart Smith fucking caught her in his fucking pajamas. Maybe. <laughs> He's just holding her down. You can't go back. He was going to give do her it. it's career suicide. He was going to give her a hug, <laughs> but she had a gun. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to use that quote randomly. I was going to give him a hug, but they had a gun. <laughs> Well, that needs to be a t-shirt. That does need to be a t-shirt. I was or a keychain or a beer koozie. Oh, she had a gun. All right, moving on. Uh, rumors of Survivor Series. How's that? John Cena, dun, 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 is rumored to return to referee the Survivor Series main event. He has been added and then removed and then added and then removed from promotional material for Survivor Series just within the last <laughs> month and a half. But now Dave Meltzer... And a lot of other wrestling media outlets are reporting he is going to make an appearance at Survivor Series, being inserted as the special guest referee for the Lesnar-Mahal champion versus champion match. Uh, I like that. See him there. It gives them the payday, I guess. I would much rather see Cena be the the referee for the five-on-five traditional elimination match. Especially we if, don't have a five-on-five uh, traditional elimination uh, match. We have a women's, we have a men's, we have a this, we have a that. You mean the men's five-on-five, yeah. Raw versus yeah. SmackDown? Yeah, especially if Kurt Angle leads his team and Shane leads his team. You know what, like I Angle's guess that kind of makes sense because he, he's allegedly <laughs> a, free, he's agent, a free agent. So he has no yeah. allegiance. But I guess that also makes sense with the main event, right? 
Yeah, but it's better in the in the symbolic match of the pay per view, in my opinion. Is there a symbolic match? Frankly, for the frankly, Where? all this is doing is building up for John Cena versus if Brock Lesnar. If we have any time to talk about it, we're gonna get into the fucking symbolic meaning we, of the fucking Survivor Series. Oh, we got a cramp. Which I got nothing to fucking positive say about it. All right, speaking of that, PW Insider is reporting that WWE is interested in bringing back the King of the Ring. But not yes. like you would think. Not the single elimination tournament we all know and love. No. What they're going to do is they are contemplating starting the fucking long-rumored United Kingdom show. And they would use the title King of the Ring for that weekly show. Which, by the way, may or may not be on the network. It'll definitely air in the United Kingdom. It will not air on any cable or... um broadcast stations in the United States and probably would air in the network, but may or may not. Um, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath until I see it because don't do that. Cause you can we'll break see it. They bring the tournament back like every five or six years or sometimes it's longer. Do that. I like don't. it and make it a network special. It doesn't even have to be on WWE TV. Yeah. Just make it a selling don't, point. don't bastardize a legacy by making it a weekly There's show. There's a thousand and one fucking terms you could use for a United Kingdom show. Hey, you know what? You want it to be monarchic? How about the Royal Rumble? Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But <laughs> nonetheless. Um, moving on. Ronda Rousey is officially training at the WWE Performance Center with her four horsewoman stablemate, Shayna Baszler. She is not officially signed to WWE, folks. That is not what we're saying. We are saying it has been confirmed that she's training in WWE's facilities in pro wrestling. Um, I'm just going to skip the pizza, even though fucking I love the pizza thing. <sighs> well, I brought it up earlier. You have to hit it quick. All right. So I'm going to do this quickly. GFW is no longer with Impact Wrestling or Anthem Sports, but Impact Wrestling is officially unveiling today at Crust Crate in Ottawa, which is where they're going to be holding Bound for Glory during the press conference, that they are going to be doing a special... uh, uh, They're going to be selling special items in their pizzeria. Two pizzas and a cocktail. Folks get to vote on which pizza that they're going to keep there, and this Crust Crate of Ottawa is going to keep making that. For the record, the two pizzas not only sound delicious, but they seem uh, very Impact Wrestling slash TNA-like because they're overbooked as fuck. (laughs) Ton of shit on them, but they seem delicious. So I'm going to go quickly, but listen to me. The first one is called a Sriracha Scissor Kick Pizza. The Sriracha Scissor Kick Pizza will include spicy jerk chicken, Roasted corn, Jerk that black beans, salsa fresca, red onion, jalapeno peppers, with a sriracha drizzle sauce. Um, this one sounds good to me, but let's move on. We got a pulled pork pile driver pizza. Pile driver. This is fucking P quad, P cubed, P, 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 which includes that's, smoky. That's called crossing the swords. It's crossing the streams, baby. Two, two Egon, side by side. Egon would be pissed at you. <laughs> the pulled pork pile driver pizza includes smoky pulled pizza. pork, pickled onions, red chilies, jalapeno peppers, smoked peppers. bacon, with a barbecue drizzle enough to make JR scream, by God! They should use JR's sauce. 
They should. For the barbecue. And if you want to uh, chase that down, you could get their cocktail called the Atomic Drop Drink. This includes gin, tequila, rum, blue... Carousel. 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 See? (laughs) You knew what it was. I wasn't going to let you stumble through it. I went through that minefield for you, brother. (laughs) I made you fuck it up. You had a perfect pre-show, and then you stumbled on it. Uh, well, I'm reading it off the thing, and I'm like, that does not look you, like it's, it's not spelled right. spelled the way you want to fucking say it, is it? I know what Carousel is, but it's not spelled the way you want to say it. Uh, gin, tequila, rum, blue Carousel, 7-Up, and lime. That actually sounds good, too. If I got to pick one, I haven't tasted them. Mm-hmm. Just looking at it on paper, I'm going with the Sriracha Scissor Kick Pizza because, not for the chicken, I prefer pork. But man, roasted corn, black beans, salsa fresca, red onion, jalapenos, that sells me. It's the, um, it's like, it's like fucking, it's like TLC, man. It's the mid cards that fucking sold me on it, not the main event. Right. And and, I don't know. I think that spicy chicken would be fucking amazing with the atomic drop drink to wash it down. Oh, probably. Heat and booze plays so so nicely. I mean. Impact's doing stuff. They're they're making they're they're promoting. They're doing stuff. All right. We're See behind. when they announced this, I I didn't read the the articles. Oh, I laughed when I went past. I'm like, they're gonna be selling their own Impact brand pizza at arenas <laughs> everywhere when they travel. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Come get your Impact pizza. Impact pizza. Buy it now. But it's no stupider than fucking WWE fucking ice cream bars <laughs> and shit. Is it honestly? Honestly. <laughs> No, it's not. Um, Pasty, we're on time. Sons of bitches. What? We're on time. Holy shit balls. That's what I said. So, um, as far as I know, unless Pasty has come up with something within the last half hour, I do not have a Jerry of this week. Pasty, do you know a Jerry of this week? No. No. Motherfuckers have been keeping their assholes no. clean. Who were the women in the pre-show... Sasha, TLC. That was it was Sasha, Sasha and Alexa. And uh, uh, Alicia, Alicia Fox. Alicia. Yes. And like two minutes into the match, just when it was getting really good, the WWE cut from the match and put in a commercial for WrestleMania. And then came back to the match. And I hate seeing that on a pay-per-view because it's on the network. That's pretty normal, know. but it's definitely worth I know. a Jerry. That is a Jerry move to do. When we're already paying yeah. you to watch this and we're streaming it on your network. Yeah. And I was actually into the match at that point. Like, oh, this is getting good. And then they cut it for a fucking WrestleMania commercial on the pre-show. Right. And you know what's worse than that? Not saying that this doesn't deserve it. Sometimes they cut away to a fucking commercial about like Mountain Dew or something. Like something that right. isn't even WWE. Yeah, KFC. Something that isn't WWE related. It's like, really? I'm watching a commercial right now? Speaking of that, when is Netflix supposed to up their price, Loke? I don't know. I keep hearing about it, but I haven't gotten a, uh, like a uh, email or something, and I would assume they email you before they do that. Yeah. I don't know. But... I just know there better be better content it's if they're still... going to be up in the price. I don't. I'm more than happy with them. It's worth way more than than I'm than we're paying for it now. 
they have currently, all the right I am, in the world to to up that Yeah, price. but currently I am a hundred percent Hulu. Like I don't even <clears throat> Netflix is almost an afterthought. Well, that's fine, but then you're not paying for it. Do you know what we got on Hulu recently? Uh, random shit, man. Boy Meets World. Yep, Family that. Matters. Yep, Growing not Pains. Watching not watching that. Perfect Strangers. I'm watching that. <laughs> I'm watching right now. I'm watching Dude, Boy, Boy Meets you World. Have Perfect to, Strangers. As soon as you catch up on all the other <laughs> shows, I demand you watch. You have to start watching the show Ghosted. It's beautiful. Ghosted. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. It's hilarious. It's great. It's almost oh, don't men forget, in blackish. Um, dinosaurs. That's the other one they have on there. Oh yeah. Basically, the TGIF lineup. Anything that was on TGIF, <laughs> they have right now. Um, Full House. Full House is on there also now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Anything TGIF, they have. Good. Which is a good sign. I'm waiting. Point, but... We're getting closer to the Drew Carey show, and then hey, I'll be rocks, gone man. from the world for a while because I'll be binging the fuck out of that show. All the little girlies say Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. It's on my field was the, list. Was the first season intro not better than the the intro that they did after the first season? Like, did they lose the rights to it or what? I think so. Yeah, because then they did that Moon Over Parma, bring my love to me tonight. Well, I don't even know that one. I was talking about the, um... Silver Light. Wow. What was We're that, later seasons? I don't know. I think they probably did have three, but I only remember the two offhand. Well, <coughs> but they anyways, did change it quite a few times. Uh, good show. And I Drew Carey show, awesome show, great, um, great talent all around. Everybody on mm-hmm. there. Like, every, every main and, and if every main character... And every, like, major side character. It sparks so many people's brilliant. careers. Like, you look at some of them, and they're like, you're, you're still watching Drew them Carey's. today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Drew Carey. I seen that bastard live one time. Nice. I'm you jealous. Know you know what's not fucking nice? I'm sitting here fucking dying of E. coli. I had tickets to see Cheech and Chong live, and I had to fucking miss out on it. Why didn't you give them to me? I, well, because you weren't here, I gave them to somebody else. I would have game to go see Cheech and Chong, and I would have dragged Kenny with. I would have been super jealous, and I would have hated both of you, and I don't want to hate you because I love you both. And that's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, uh, TLC recap. we got a lot to talk about. We only got 15 minutes plus on this. Um, we might go 10, 15 minutes over. Maybe we don't have a lot to talk about, we just think we do. You touched on the kickoff show with Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox. I did not see it. Do you have anything to say about it? I liked it for the most part. Uh, I didn't... At first, I was pretty pissed that Sasha Banks was relegated to the pre-show. Yes, me also. But they put on a match that I think will ensure that she won't be on a pre-show again, I want to say. And I was even sort of impressed with Alicia Fox. And for her to be back on like the main roster doing shit again, I think they need that crazy angle. And winning her way into the captain spot, by the way, in a decent match. Which she won yeah. in a heel way, but which wasn't bad. They, they, they are promoting her. I like how Tamina's stepping up to fill the role of Nia Jax. Somebody's got to do it. It's gotta be. <laughs> you kind of look the same and you're both big. There's got to be Get some kind there. of Samoan woman who's a multi-generation <laughs> talent that... 
Uh, speaking of uh, women who they're promoting who are underdogs, we had Asuka versus Emma. And what you thought would end in a DQ, I thought would be a two-minute squash match. And ended up being, I thought, a very enjoyable back-and-forth hard-fought match. Yes. And also here I was kind of upset that they made it be the the opening match of the pay-per-view. But at the end of the match, I was like, okay, you kicked off the pace right. Yeah, they <coughs> did. Um, I think most people, even you thinking it was a D, was going to be a DQ, I think most of us thought it was going to be mostly Asuka whooping on Emma and Emma just doing heel things. And mm-hmm. I would argue that, especially the beginning of the match, Emma had most of the offense in. Well, I think Emma did the smart thing, and <clears throat> she took this moment to make a very serious mark on her career. Yeah, yeah. And it was good, and it was good, and I enjoyed the match. And um, even though the... Me, if, if I'm a promoter, my mind says, and I've never been a promoter, so I'm making all this shit up, my mind says, have Asuka come in, Emma's a, a, a low-tier woman, have her beat the fuck out of her and prove she's a dominant heel. But I yeah. like what they did here because not only did they help Emma look decent, who it looks like they're somewhat building up the last couple of weeks that they're not trashing her, but you right. got to see that Asuka put on a good match. It wasn't just a dominant squash match. She did good offense, good defense, good selling, good coming back. They worked the story. They worked the shoulder, the arm. Uh, I loved it. I, I really enjoyed the match, and I, I think I think me, again, just just me thinking about pushing Asuka, I would have just made it a heel squash and have her squash the heel. But I have no problem with their showing what Asuka can do in the ring, as well as helping to elevate a low-tier female wrestler. Yeah, and as much as I want to complain about the placement of the women's matches... <clears throat> for for the caliber of wrestlers in them, I do also have to say, good on WWE. We had three women's matches and two cruiserweight segments yeah. on a pay per view. You don't get to see that very often. I mean, don't get me wrong; they did have seventeen people in the main event, so that opened up <laughs> a lot of spots. But nonetheless, <laughs> taking that aside, you are right. There were three women's matches. Two. Well, you had two, four, six. Six women on the match in three matches. Six 205 Live guys on the match in two matches. That's arguably more than they've done since 205 and the Women's Revolution has been. Or at least Thank matching God the for best Enzo. they've done. You never thought you'd say that, would you? <laughs> uh, so I, I call that a good match. Moving on, we had the Cruiserweight Tag Team match. Uh, oh, oh I, guess, I guess we should be talking about since nobody won anything. Um, you and I both picked Sasha Banks for the pre-show, and yep. Sasha Banks beat Alicia Fox. You and I both picked Asuka for the women's match, and Asuka won. Cruiserweight title match. Um, you had picked Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan, and I had picked Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick. Alexander and Swan won this one. And um, no. I heard a lot of really good things about this one, but I was underwhelmed with it. It wasn't bad, but I didn't think yeah. it was. I I didn't think it was much. 
Well, I mean, they're showcasing the cruiserweights as a tag team, and immediately that's like, okay, coffee break. Yeah. Piss break. Grab a beer. Get some food. With little to no But I mean, up. yeah. But it wasn't a terrible match. It was just a match. It was, I, well, that's that's just it. I, I would agree with you. It was just a match. Which doesn't make it horrible, but to me, on a pay-per-view, doesn't make it. I would say if they didn't They should have gave it that, a stipulation. It should have been like a tag team tables match. If they hadn't have thrown in that worthless fucking Jordan-Sampson match, this would have been the worst match on the card. Do you agree? Oh, man. And all those. How? Why? Why did they have to do all those spots? They could have did the, the, the slideshow at the pre-show. Hey, with the time they took to do all those fucking spots. Pasty, you know what we learned from the Jason Jordan, Elias Sampson thing? We learned what? that Jason Jordan can produce the worst sketches in a pay-per-view. Get it? <laughs> produce? Because he's throwing vegetables? I'm sorry. <laughs> I came up with that pun the night of... And I just was holding it in forever to say it. And I have everything I've read and seen. I haven't seen anybody else use that horrible joke. So I was so happy I got to use that horrible joke on our show. Uh, For those of you who don't know, randomly throughout the night, Elias Sampson would come out to fucking sing. And for no reason, Jason Jordan, who's supposed to be the face, but was acting very heelish, just came out with a shopping cart full of vegetables and fruits and just started chucking them at him. Cabbages and carrots. And actually, you didn't watch the pre-show either. Well, but yes, Elias said that he wanted to play a song, and Jason Jordan said, why? But does that really... And then Elias said, well, at least I'm on the pre-show, or on the pay-per-view, and walked away. But he See, wasn't on the pay-per-view! there was the moment I was like, yes! Jason Jordan's gonna be jealous that his dad is on the Shields team, and he's not, and this is where that's gonna start. Yeah, but what's, what, what's wrong. wrong about that is Elias wasn't on the pay-per-view at that point. Well, yeah, he was going to do his song. Well, that's not on the pay-per-view. Jason Jordan was going to come out and throw vegetables. He had that the spirit of Prince in him, for Christ's sakes. Hey, we listened to Doves Cry today, me and my son. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Anyways, so that's coming up, folks. That's coming up. Fucking cabbages and fucking... I don't think there was a single tomato. If you're going to throw vegetables at a singer, throw at least soft tomatoes. <laughs> bothered me bothered me a lot um we had next the raw women's championship match alexa bliss versus mickey james i enjoyed this match i thought it was yeah. good i think the two of them could do better but i think it was good i think they really worked over um mickey's arm to they told the story of working over mickey's arm so that at the very end alexa bliss used her fucking hold and, and, and made her tap out. Now I'm starting to think of making that up. How did this end? It ended with the... Yeah, she tapped out. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They worked over Mickey's arm. So I, I recently watched a, a WCW 97 pay-per-view and they did the exact same thing. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, am I thinking of that fucking match now? That wasn't the match I was thinking of though. No, I thought they told a good story. I think these two work well together. I think Alexa is always amazing. And Mickey James played that veteran role very well. Um, we both said Alexa Bliss was going to win it. 
We both said she was, and she did, and rightfully so. Um, as we mentioned uh, last week when we predicted, Mickey James is here to put over younger talent, and that's what she should be yeah. doing, and that's good. She's doing it well yeah. also. It's what the Dudley boys did. It's what the Hardys did. It's what Jericho did. And she had a really good, heartfelt uh, face speech afterwards, talking about it's not over, she's going to continue, and all of that, which I thought was good. I didn't get it. I don't know where that's going because they didn't it wasn't follow needed. up with it on on. Smackdown. It would have been better as an interview and not her just saying, "Give me a mic." I want to. Yeah, because it almost at first I thought it was going to be her saying goodbye and she was done, but then it wasn't. It was her saying, "I'm not done and I'm still here," and then they didn't even. I don't. I didn't. They didn't bring it up on SmackDown. I don't think. <laughs> oh, no, they didn't. So I I don't know what that was about. It loses a little points for that, but I still call it a good match. Yeah. Better than a lot of women's championship matches we see. We had the cruiserweight match. Enzo Amore versus Kalisto. Um, you had picked Kalisto to retain the title. I had picked Enzo Amore to win it back to become a two-time 205 live cruiserweight, light heavyweight, small guy champion. And uh, Enzo won it. Enzo won it. He... Uh, He won it. I wanted to say he won it cheating, but what did he do? Didn't he low blow him? Yeah. So, uh, God, what did he, he did do? Something cheaty. So yeah, for all of a sudden, I'm, I'm spacing off on him, man. He pulled, or he poked him in the eye. It was a thumb to the eye. What was that? I thought he pulled out brass knuckles from underneath the apron. Oh, he did poke him in the eye. That's man, Piper <laughs> and Flair used to do that all the time, but that was when they were heels, so I guess it makes sense. <laughs> but it, I guess it wasn't a huge heel. Win, like he didn't do anything horribly notorious. But yeah, he won it with the heel. And I, I, like I said last week, I think Enzo is good as the heel champion who's holding everybody off. Um, they never meant for Kalisto to be champion. They didn't know what the fuck to do when Neville, um, who apparently didn't walk out that raw, but just never showed up. Well, currently Enzo Amore is the greatest champion in the Cruiser history because he's the only two-time champion. He is. That is true. That's that's. He's better factual. than Neville now. That is factual. <laughs> factual. Um, so it was a. So that's that's good for Enzo. I don't know. It was an okay match. I don't know if I call it good or bad. If you if you had to pick good or bad, what would you say? I liked bad. it. You say good. Liked it. I don't I know. I say bad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give I it. I like a, Enzo on 205 Live. I'm I don't know why, even. but I do. I'm going to call it not good or bad. It just was there. It just existed. Because you say good, I say bad. So we'll say it was in the middle. Yes. And this next match, we struck from the records and didn't count because we put our two cents in when it was uh, Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. Yeah, you really but, couldn't you know, predict this one. Other yeah, than predicting it was going to be badass. <laughs> I don't know. When I heard that the change happened, I kind of expected Balor to go over because he was probably going to go over in the first place. I didn't know at the time, or maybe not right at the time, that AJ Styles had to overnight fly in from overseas, right? get no sleep, wrestle the match. He is a fucking workhorse and deserves a trophy for just this last week alone. He's the fucking man. 
Long before this yeah. week, but definitely this week. Yeah, for sure. He I think AJ Styles new John Cena. 100%. He flew down to South America. He got sick, missed the first show. He wrestled in uh, Argentina, then wrestled in Chile, hopped aboard, uh, hopped aboard a flight. What did you say? Sixteen hours, was it? Yeah, I think so. Multiple hours. I didn't multiple say hours. It, but... More than half a day. Spent more than half a day flying. Got to Minneapolis, wrestled there, stayed to do the fucking uh, raw talk afterwards, or this or the smack bite or whatever the fuck it's called nowadays. It was raw talk. Smick smarg. <laughs> the strawberry schmiggles. They're always strawberry after my schmiggles. strawberry schmiggles. <laughs> he stayed for like the strawberry schmiggles, <laughs> and he did that. So he stayed late. <laughs> then he went over to fucking Green Bay, Wisconsin. Was Shout there. out to the good Good Morning for making strawberry schmiggles. Did you see that? Yes. That was so awesome. They ate it straight out of the intestines. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, isn't Chase the fucking greatest? Like, that yes. fucker just is so amazing. He needs his own spinoff show. <laughs> Long before this, I've loved him. But he stayed in the strawberry schmiggles character through the whole GMM and the GM more. The whole time, staying in character, saying things he would say. Just, oh, I loved it. <laughs> I'm glad you've seen that, man, because it was awesome. Me and Phantom watched it twice. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, Mr. Robert Schmiggles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this, this match, I mean, if I could give seven A pluses. If I was Dave Meltzer and I could make up random amounts of fucking what I want to give him. But I'm going to say it was good. In a scale of good to bad, it was good. Uh, have we talked? We haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> it was we? rough. It was rough. It was but given rough. the circumstances, it was a damn good match. It was. I, I understand though. Better. A lot of these matches, both matches, in fact, were kind of thrown off by the fact that they had been planning to wrestle somebody of a different size and stature. Somewhat, yeah. Less of the the main event, obviously, because this was literally fifty percent of the match changed. That one, it was literally one-eighth of the match changed. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure when we difference. discussed that, I, I noted there was a lot of not intentional but accidental sandbagging in this pay-per-view yeah. that led oh, yeah. to a lot of dull spots. Yeah, and, and some <laughs> of it happened in this match, and, and some of it was on AJ's end. And I think, I mean, the jet lag alone, I mean, come on. Finn Balor at one point told AJ he was sorry, though. So Finn Balor wasn't on his game right. with the whole thing either. And they didn't have any time to practice or work together beforehand. Don't so get me literally, wrong. the first time the two guys get in the ring together, and this is it. You yeah, know? this, this match it. is nowhere near as good as the match the two of them had in New Japan Pro Wrestling for the IWGP t- title and the fucking leadership of the Bullet Club that I completely made up. Nowhere near as good as that fucking made-up match. <laughs> but, but they will have they will have a great WrestleMania main event down the road. This match, arguably, easily in the top three matches of, of WWE this year, I think. Balor's paint was on point. I'm glad he didn't oh, go with fuck. the Pumpkin King. I love the, the demons King, inside the demon. But it was demon. a new demon fucking paint, right? Mm-hmm. I liked this. He had mini demons coming out, and he had different... I really liked the paint. I was, yeah, like you said, totally glad that he didn't do the fucking Jack Skullington fucking shit. Yeah. And, uh, and he shouldn't have, because that's saved for hopefully never Sister Abigail. 
But we'll see. That's that's a whole other. Do you story. think? Do you think they're gonna just tuck this idea away now and it's never gonna happen? I, you know, I like, honestly do think that's what they're gonna do, but I honestly <laughs> don't know what they're gonna do, and I think it makes a big difference when they're allowed to come back. Earliest would be after next Monday because they're they get tested Monday to find out. Okay. So it would be after Raw, so they've got another whole week yet to see what happens. Um, I would call this easily the best match of the card, best match, uh, uh, one of the best matches of the year for WWE. Not the best match these two guys can have together. Not. By far not. Um, not the best match either of them have had either. Not. But amazing. But fucking amazing. And we have to, I said butt fucking. <laughs> um, we have to talk about... The coup That's de gras. Fucking amazing. <laughs> we have to talk about the coup de gras. Yes. Oh my Holy god, that was the best shit. botch of the night. So Holy it wasn't. Shit. I don't think it was a botch. I think that it I was. It was. It a, was. No, it was strong style. He always falls onto his back. Is, no. Yes, it was. No. And they were. You could tell because he was shaking as and soon as he landed and stayed there. So I want to explain. To Usually our he touches and falls backwards. There wasn't enough room for that, and in order for him to go forwards, he needed to put pressure down. That's what happened. So I want to explain to the listeners and viewers what the coup de gras is. So you have your opponent lying on the mat, and Finn Balor goes to the very top of the turnbuckle, and he jumps off, and he stomps both feet into their abdomen. It's a double foot stomp. It's classic. Um... So, what he normally does, and I'm going to break kayfabe here, folks. This is Secrets of Pro Wrestling Revealed. When you do a double foot stomp like that, you jump off, and you have, you extend your legs out straight. Like, boo! You extend them out straight. But as soon as you hit the body on the ground, you bend your knees up, and you do one of two things. You either throw all of your weight backwards, so your weight rolls off and goes to the back, or you throw all of your weight forwards and your weight goes off to the front and you somersault. And, see, and, and that's where I he, say, and personally, I feel like it's a lot it. harder to go forward. But he, he was planning on going it. backwards. Uh, go back. you, you said you only watched this once? Yeah, no, I know he stuck it because I did. I, I, <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> I stuck made sure it. to like, catch the replay. He purposely stepped down and stood I don't on feel AJ like it was Styles. on purpose. Like I said, he's used to falling backwards. Don't you think he would have collapsed he didn't have the if clearance it wasn't on to purpose? Fall like, he could have dropped. It wouldn't have been, I think he tried to do what was safest and and he couldn't go backwards. He realized that on his descent down that AJ was too close to the corner. He tried to go forwards, but had to put pressure on his feet in order to get that sling. And then it stuck and it fucking stuck. And either one of us could be right. I'm surprised AJ was there for the siege. I'm surprised he was wrestling (laughs) again on Raw. I thought he cracked ribs. I'm surprised he didn't have a fucking split pancreas and busted (laughs) ribs. And You know, either one of us could be right, and I don't think we'll ever know until either AJ or Finn maybe go on a a show and say. Um, And it doesn't matter because it was so beautiful either way. It looked yeah. fucking sick. On purpose or accidental. I, I prefer accidents it like made that the because match. that's the shit where you're like, yeah, hey, see, wrestling <laughs> is real and shit fucking happens. Right. <laughs> you it know was, what I mean? He just fucking, uh, whoo. 
That was the most sick double foot stomp I've ever seen in my life, I, I feel like. I've probably seen worse. I mean, I've seen double foot stomps on the bed of nails onto people, so I guess that's worse. But if we're yeah. talking about just a straight up, just double foot stomp off the top to a, a, a naked person, damn, it was it was sick. In the best yeah, ways, in the best ways. And I'm glad that, that apparently everybody was safe. Um, so yeah, we didn't pick any winners or losers there, but uh, in the long run, the fans were the winners. Because I don't care if you were super looking forward to the Pumpkin King versus Sister Abigail, and I'm still intrigued as to what they were going to do with Sister Abigail. This was ten times better than anything fucking Wyndham Rotunda and Fergal Divot would have fucking put out. Although to add fuel to the fire, if, if Bray does come back with the Sister Abigail gimmick... Um, he could definitely say something about, oh, the demon beat another mortal man again, or some shit like that, you know what I mean? If I was him, I'd just come out and I'd just say one fucking phrase. I'd just look at him and say, ooh, they're after me strawberry schmiggles. I don't know. The next match we didn't call either. The best match of the fucking night, uh, the vegetable thrower versus the guitar strummer. Um, I'm. You know what? If you were going to put Jason Jordan and Elias Sampson in a match, it should be the piss break match. This is where it belongs. <laughs> right. It was in between the two main events. It's the. It's where they used to put the women's match all the time. It's literally called backstage or anywhere you go. The wrestlers call it the the bathroom break match. Anybody in wrestling calls it the bathroom break match. It is, or the death spot. A lot of people call it the death spot because. The people in the ring, they're leaving to get popcorn, they're leaving to go to the bathroom, they're checking their phone, they're updating their Twitter, and the people at home are going to the bathroom, they're fucking getting refills on their wings, they're talking to this person or that person about how amazing the last match was and how they're looking forward to the next match, and nobody cares about this match. And I don't care about this match. I have zero to say about it. You? Nope. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll say it wasn't terrible. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was stupid. wasn't terrible. wasn't enjoyable, but wasn't terrible. And just while we're on the topic of Elias Sampson, I do have to say, because of my hatred for him for stealing the Yellow Wolf lyrics, <clears throat> Yellow Wolf releases his new album, Trial by Fire, tomorrow. I know what I'll be listening to on my way to and from work. GBF. I'm so excited for it. I haven't listened to any of the singles that have released... I'm I'm just I'm in it. I'm in it for the album. I can't fucking wait. There you go. And now for the main event, folks. So we got a lot to talk about here. I think we are running out of time, and I did want to talk a little bit about Survivor Series. Five on three handicap TLC match. The only match in the whole TLC pay per view that involved either tables, ladders, or chairs which was a big discussion among folks and amongst you and I beforehand, especially you. You pointed that out. We had um, part of the Shield, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, teaming up with uh, Kurt Angle, who replaced Roman Reigns at the last moment, to take on The Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Kane. I just want to touch on a few things before we get into the match. One... I'm not even going to talk about how Finn Balor could have easily replaced Roman Reigns because we got an amazing match with AJ Styles, so that's cool. 
kick ass. Was who was it so, that said Kurt Angle looked like a Make a Wish kid who got his wish to come? Ha, I've down seen that the meme. I, I seen the meme. I don't know who originated <laughs> it. That was well, beautiful because yeah, he did. Dean, he was so out of place and happy. Yeah, you had Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins with their <laughs> face on, and you had Kurt Angle just fucking. Like a smile ear to ear, like yay! <laughs> uh, it was funny. I'm I'm glad they did the. Uh, I had a lot of people pissed that they did the the shield SWAT gear instead of his entrance and his attire, but I think it's smart because now you can save Kurt's official return for when he has a reason to return. You can save that right. initial fucking music and singlet How about the crowd for his for real. chanting you suck to the shield theme song right by the time they were down to the that ring that was great <laughs> like you they got it in there <laughs> um so the first thing i want to say is uh the whole point of this was that dean ambrose said the shield could take on three four five six seven eight nine guys as soon as roman reigns wasn't allowed to be there they could easily have knocked it down to either a tag match between Dean and Seth and just two of them, like The Bar or Miz and Kane or Miz and Strowman or whatever you want to do. Or they could still have done Kurt Angle filling in for Reigns, but still had it a three-way match, Miz and The Bar. And Braun and Kane could have done something else. Because there is no storyline reason why Kurt Angle, Dean, and Seth Rollins are in a handicap match. There's no storyline right. reason for that. I right. found that they are not the shield. They're not. And, and they wouldn't, I mean, just, I mean, storyline wise, they wouldn't be as good as the shield. Uh, me watching wise, uh, Kurt Angle performed as good or better than Roman would have. Kurt Angle was five steps behind what he normally was, but that's two steps ahead of what Roman normally is. <laughs> I think it's funny for the last X amount of months, how they've been pushing the shield. The three ingredients are Ambrose Rollins yeah. and Reigns. And nobody else can be like them, <laughs> except for Kurt Angle. Yeah, and I, I know it's not their fault, and they're trying to do what they can. So that that was probably my biggest thing. Um, I've seen a lot of things online. It seems almost universal, and I'm not going to speak for Pasty, and I'm not speaking for myself currently. It seems almost universal that everybody says it was very confusing, it was very messy, it was a clusterfuck, but it was super entertaining and enjoyable. Yeah. I disagree. I thought it was all those negative things they said. I did not. I was not entertained, and I did not think it was enjoyable. I can name you the, the, I think, four spots that I remember. I remember Braun Strowman power slamming Kurt Angle through a table. I remember... it didn't look like Kurt Angle took any of the impact of that. I think it, all the Braun, shock went through to Braun. Because yeah, he went through first, like it was made out of paper. I'm glad you said he, that. Like, set him at down first I was like, at first I was like, oh shit, man, that's a rough bump for Kurt. And when they replayed it, I, I'm glad you said that. To somebody just watching, enjoying themselves, it looked like a good bump. To somebody who watches wrestling, you could see that Braun Strowman, who still is, is quite a rookie, really fucking protected and took care of Kurt. Like you said, Braun Strowman yeah. took all of that. Set him down like a baby in a crib. He did. He did. That was awesome. I'm glad you said that because I, <laughs> I, I forgot about that point, but I did notice that. He was like, he took care of Kurt. Braun Strowman, you get fucking bonus points from me because mm-hmm. that's taking care of your opponent. That's what you're supposed to fucking do. That was awesome. Yeah. I remember that and, bump. And, and, I remember the two table bumps, which, by the way, 
um, um, Dean Ambrose didn't break a single table. And the Spanish, or not Spanish, the French announcer, one of the French announcers, I don't know if it was Rougeau or the other guy, literally screamed, I am the table! Which anybody <laughs> who watches Botchamania knows what the fuck that means. If you don't watch Botchamania, you don't know what that means. What was awesome <laughs> is the French guy yelled it in English. So he's a fucking Botchamania fan. Uh, Matthew, bigs up, big ups to Matthew. Big ups to Matthew for that. And, um... I guess five spots, because I remember the chairs being pulled down by Kane onto Braun Strowman, which, mm-hmm. when I first seen that, I was like, this is a cool move, I like that. And How I did was Kane ignorant. get over to the side with the announcers, is my question. Did he jump over the big gap he just created by putting Braun through the only platform to get over there? Or did he walk over Braun and climb back up and out of the hole to stand there? He's a demon. He teleported. <laughs> so anyways, I thought this was a badass spot, which by the way, it is a good spot. But I'm I'm sitting here and I'm talking to my son's mother while this is going on. We're texting back and forth because we both like wrestling and, and we don't have a lot of other people to talk to. I got Pasty and I got her and a lot of other people you are just talk dumb to, to wrestling. I did talk to you, you fucker. You were behind, so it was hard for me to fucking talk to you, man. Um, And she she said... Oh, wow. They did the spot from, what did she say, John Cena, JBL, or what? Oh, fuck. I don't even remember now what she said. That She's almost like, oh, sounds right. They did the spot from John Cena, J- I'm just going to say John Cena, JBL. She's like, how original. So I went and looked it up on YouTube. Sure enough, that's the exact same spot that happened at a TLC with John Cena, and I'm going to say JBL. I might be wrong. This was like 2007, 2008. I still mm-hmm. wasn't watching WWE at that time, so I didn't see it, so I didn't know it was a spot. I was, and that's where I think I can verify. Um, 2007, 2008, and it's it's 2017. That's a decade ago. So they're allowed to replay that spot. Right. Cool, cool spot. I thought it was a cool spot. Me watching it, thought it was a cool spot. And then the uh, murder of Braun Strowman. Which, by the way, <laughs> if you're running for mayor of Knox County, you right. probably should not murder another human being on live television. <laughs> but that spot, we've seen that. So those are the memorable spots to me. The whole match, match, I'm like, he's definitely not planning on winning the race. Right. He's I definitely know. not planning on winning the race. So this match was <laughs> roughly 45 minutes long. And the fact that I can think of five spots is sad. Because I can tell you more than five spots on Balor A. <laughs> More than five spots on Bliss James. I liked it. I liked it, and I think the bad table botches made it better, in a sense. Because when you hit and you're close to the legs, that's going to hurt more. When you hit and it doesn't break, it's going to hurt more. It's going to hurt more, but it's also you failing as a performer and you not protecting your opponent, which is what we just talked about with Braun and And, and they did. They broke, they broke two sets of table legs. <laughs> just the bottom part of the leg. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think for 45 minutes, it was a bad match. If this were a 20-minute match, maybe good. If this were a 15-minute match, My only complaint. probably good. My only complaint is after Kane accidentally hit Braun with the chair, Braun should have been the one to hit Braun Kane heel. later yeah. in the night. 
Kane really was basically also. like, I'm sorry. And then later decides, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, you and I okay. were talking about that, right? <laughs> Actually, yeah. you and, I think you and I and myself and my son's mother. So that's, a, that's another thing. Continuity-wise, that was fucked up. If you want Braun to yeah. turn face, which it looks like that's what they're trying to do, which is fine. Braun has almost been a face for a long time now, and he's going to be yeah. an amazing face when he is a face. But if that's what you want to do, you have Braun accidentally hit Kane originally. Yeah, I didn't... I don't no, know. no, 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 no. Kane could have accidentally hit Braun, but Braun should have been the one to punch Kane after the fact. When Kane comes up and punches him after he accidentally hit him and said he's sorry, why yeah, would you then a, go up and punch him later? That's a heel move. That's not, that's not a face move. You have Kane accidentally well, yeah, hit I know, Braun, but, but then you have Kane... For Braun's current character, uh, Braun... I'm not talking about switching oh, okay, heels. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, for Braun's but Braun should have been the one to punch Kane later in the night because Either... he was still pissed about that chair shot. If you're not going for the face turn, yeah. Either way works. You either have Braun accidentally hit Kane and Kane turn, or you have Kane accidentally hit Braun well, and Braun turn. You still have turn. the face turn at the end when Kane shoves Braun into a garbage truck and murders him. Yeah. But either way, you have the opposite guy turn on You die on a saint guy. if you get crushed to death in a garbage truck. Right. You have the opposite guy turn on the guy. You don't have the guy that hit the guy by accident turn on the guy he accidentally hit. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's no that point A to point B there. It's point A, point A. Mm. That doesn't work. So, yeah, I, that bothered me, too. I didn't mean to hit you with the chair. I wanted to do it with my fist. <laughs> Um, a lot of it, I, I just didn't... I didn't think Cesaro and Sheamus were able to do enough. I thought they no. were lost. Actually, you know what? Uh, Miz was pretty lost, too. Which I... Kurt which Angle me, was lost. Kurt, Kurt Angle was, was lost until he came back from his half-hour break. Kurt Angle did the... the he had the intensity stupid... in his eyes, and he came out, and he was throwing around fucking suplexes. Yeah. And it was beautiful. They had the stupid trope where you get injured early on, you get to fucking go back, have some milk and cookies, and come back and fight, which is overused and stupid. They just did that shit with Brock Lesnar. They just did that shit the same show with Brock fucking Lesnar. You should never be able to come back because you're no longer currently in the match. If you are pulled from a match, boom, you're done, you can't go back. Which, well, I guess, okay, I'll give him credit for this, and I just thought of this now, pasty. TLC rules, even if Kurt is no disqualified rules. from the match, yeah. he can come back and interfere. So, okay, I'll give him yeah. that. He shouldn't be able to pin or submit, yeah. which who got the pinfall? Kurt, probably. So that so that would be a null and void. But he should be able to come back and interfere because, yeah, there are no rules. Still stupid. Still stupid. Still stupid. <laughs> I call it stupid. You call it good. I, you Do you call it good? You're calling it good? I, like, I liked it. You enjoyed it? Yeah. I say yeah. I didn't. And so I we're going like to say this a lot of the spots came one. off as more painful. I appreciated seeing Braun Strowman nestle him down into his bed like a baby bird. So we're going to call uh, this was... one even. So if I'm going yeah. through counting this. And this whole this, pay-per-view, we are even. It's so a gonna, tie match. Uh, one, two. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. So I'm going to count from what we talked about. I see one, two, three... Four matches we said were good. One, two matches we said were bad, and two matches we said were even. So, statistically, this was a good pay-per-view. 
Now, I'm going to say yeah. immediately when I stopped watching it, I was disappointed. And I thought it was a bad pay-per-view. But I think that's because I was left with that sour TLC match in my mouth immediately. So my <laughs> initial reaction, I didn't like it. Going back and thinking about it, and I did. I rewatched Asuka, Emma. I rewatched um, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. And I rewatched Finn Balor and AJ Styles. So I will admit to rewatching some. Um, I will say this was a good pay-per-view. If we're just going, is it good or bad? I'm going to say good. Yeah, I'm going to say good. I don't want to, or at least I didn't initially want to, but yeah, I'm going to say it was a good pay-per-view. Not groundbreaking, not not amazing, not fucking five-star all the way down, but good. So we got we got a little bit of time left. Let's, let's shoot on Survivor Series. Even though we got a, a ways coming up, I want to get our initial reactions to Survivor Series, or at least... I want to say my piece, but I'm, I'm going to let you say your piece first so far from what we have of the information. So far, what we have so far, you know, I think it's it's going to come out raw on top. The SmackDown invasion automatically sets them up as the bad guys and they're going to lose. All of the champion versus champion matches seem very one-sided. Um, Raw's going to come out on top this year. A lot of people hated the, uh, the Under Siege angle yeah they did and they said it was stupid and it was. i thought it was cheesy yes but it was really good especially when uh gables was the first one to jump jason jordan made me I happy caught that and that was good that was good continuity and it was nice to see all these people on smackdown who don't like each other generally on an episode to episode basis pulling together and just doing it i disagree with that and I definitely think that when it comes down to it, that, that five versus five elimination match for the men needs to have Kurt Angle leading and and Shane McMahon leading. That's the match we need. Well aren't don't don't you think we're going to get that match? Like I don't think we're getting them leading. I think we're getting that match. You don't think we're getting that match? Solo match, Kurt no. Angle versus Shane? No, I, I don't want it. No, I mean, I'm not cool. asking if you want it. I'm asking, don't you think that's what we're getting? No. Really? I think we're getting you don't those think they're two gonna leading King the King of the Ring fucking uh, 98? 99? Oh, shit. No. 99? King of the Ring 99? <laughs> nope. I'm going to say that's what we're getting. We're, they're, not, they're not leading okay. the teams. They're going to have a solo match. No, they're going to lead their teams because neither both, of them are that good already, on their own. I, they're both already um, wrestlers now, right? If you want to get technical, Shane's contract says he has to wrestle two matches a year and he's already met his quota. So. What contract are you spouting? The contract he signed when he came back, when Vince K-Fade gave him the stuff. Or, or, or a legit one. His legit contract says that he wrestles two matches a year on top of his duties as the commissioner of Raw. That might be. He could still get a bonus for He can still wrestle and get extra pay. I don't right. know. I haven't right. seen his contract, so I guess I don't know that he's I just, obligated I don't, for I don't any. Know. I know that he, I know that Shane After McMahon. After Kurt Angle's performance in TLC. I mean, Shane, it would be a good match, but I'd rather have them have four other guys to be able to fight two 
so that they don't... It could come down to the two in the end. That would be sick as fuck. How perfect would that be? It'd be a callback to King of the Ring, which was which was awesome. I think we all remember that match. Him getting fucking suplexed through the fucking glass twice. Yeah. Um. I will say I I, I don't know I do know that from all reports I've heard Shane McMahon's contract is a performer's contract. He has he is not involved in um backstage at all he's not a commissioner he's not anything he is a talent so my guess would be he has more than i don't know if there's (laughs) obligated amounts he has to wrestle but he's not he's definitely not like a backstage guy he's a performer he only has a performer's contract what do we think is uh gonna come of shane mcmahon and daniel bryan because daniel bryan was pretty pissed about the under siege angle on the show nothing and if shane goes right back into battle at the next pay-per-view they don't That's, care about uh, Daniel Bryan. They don't give a shit. It's sad. I feel like they're doing it on purpose. But didn't you like, feel that at, way about Rollins the Miz general manager also? gets to fight our commissioner. Didn't Shouldn't feel, it be general manager versus general manager? Didn't you feel that way about Miz? Like they were building up to a fucking match and they never fucking pulled the trigger? Yeah. By the way, speaking of that, wouldn't Daniel Bryan have been the best fucking person to put in against the fucking Miz and his entourage instead of Kurt yes. Angle? Better yes. than fucking Kurt Angle? <laughs> if we're going to fucking talk about that, he has history <laughs> with fucking The Miz. He has a reason. Um, I did love, I got to go back to the match really quick, and yeah, I did love ahead, that uh, Kurt Angle left in a bulletproof vest and came back in just a, a sleeveless shirt. Maybe the bulletproof vest was was making him so rusty but not in singlet. the first half. But not a singlet. It was a black freaking right. uh, tank top. Or, or singlet, he was hoping we was. wouldn't notice, but I fucking noticed. <laughs> right? Okay, so I, I want to say a few things here. First thing I'm going to start out with is I despise this fucking idea for SummerSlam. Okay? They did this back Survivor in the day. Series? Or Survivor Series. Whichever fucking bullshit they're pulling now. They did this back in the day. It was called bragging rights. At least there was a reason for it then. The whole pay-per-view was based around its Raw versus SmackDown. So, when this brand split first happened, Vince McMahon came in there, talked to Shane and Stephanie, and literally told them he wanted them to fucking fight, kill, break the law to get the best ratings. This has nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do with matches. Raw versus SmackDown should only be a ratings war. That's all it should be. Because this is a kayfabe fucking business. Okay? Because there is no fucking this guy's better than this guy. It's all who we fucking write down on a piece of paper. So right there, it's stupid. And Vince said it. Vince said it's stupid to have Survivor Series Raw versus SmackDown because I want this to be fucking ratings versus ratings. So that pisses me off. So let's move on to why there is no fucking Raw versus SmackDown rivalry. Besides the fact that they each promote fucking commercials for each other's exclusive shows on each other's shows, which is bullshit, I fucking came up with a list off the top of my fucking dome this afternoon of 
of the fact that there is no brand split. So let's start with the least impactful, but still very insulting fact that commentators and interviewers who are supposed to be brand specific, like Corey Graves, like Michael Cole, like Renee Young, regularly appear on both shows now. That's just, that's just the people that talk. So that's understandable because I originally thought it was stupid for them to be brand specific. Have your best commentators always commentating. Have your best interviewers always interviewing. That's business. So now, let's go back a year ago. Let's go fucking back and let's think about when Randy Orton, who was a SmackDown Live wrestler, still is to this day, was appearing on Raw. And Brock Lesnar, who was a Raw superstar, who still is today was showing up on SmackDown in preparation of their upcoming fucking match against each other, which didn't make sense to begin with. So it didn't matter then that a SmackDown star and a Raw star were switching brands. That was a year ago yet. They could fucking do it. You can say, okay, Fat Mac, those are two of your biggest fucking names. And yes, they are. Shortly after that, Daniel Bryan showed up on Raw. Rumors were running rampant. That perhaps Brian was on Raw to propose a talent trade. But instead he kind of just fucking bickered back and forth with the Raw GM Mick Foley, who was the GM at the time, about why SmackDown was superior to Raw. And then he fucking left. And in that moment, Foley scheduled a a fucking U.S. championship match with Rusev and Cesaro. And Daniel Bryan was gone. That was the whole reason Daniel Bryan was there, was just to argue with Mick Foley. No reason for him to be there. Raw Commissioner Stephanie McMahon appeared on SmackDown, coming to Vince McMahon's aid on September 12th edition of SmackDown Live, following the headbutt and subsequent attack from Kevin Owens. That's your commissioner, Stephanie McMahon. You can say, yes, Fat Mac, but her dad was being attacked. Yeah, it's the same dad who fucking sold her to fucking Undertaker. So don't kayfabe me that shit. She shouldn't be on SmackDown. She shouldn't. Cena is allegedly fucking null and void because he was supposed to be SmackDown and now he just floats around. The Undertaker debuted on SmackDown Live after the brand split, which happened to be the 900th episode of SmackDown Live in November, probably just to fucking boost ratings. But nonetheless... Even, he even insinuated that this was his brand. And he claimed that any SmackDown Live wrestler who lost at the Survivor Series of that year would have to answer to him. Because he is the fucking SmackDown Live fucking guy. But apparently they'd have to answer to him by phone because in January he just started hanging out at Raw. And then he wrestled Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And nobody's going to forget that both AJ Styles and Kane were just on fucking Raw and on a Raw exclusive pay-per-view. It's all in preparations for the pay-per-view. No, that wasn't. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. But we could build a whole episode around this and there's no pay-per-view next week. So this this should be the main topic of next week's show. We're already at two hours and 20 minutes. If we keep going like this, we'll be up all night. There's so much we can say about this, but there's also so much more we'll learn next week. 
And I think we can bring you guys a very enthralling Survivor Series show. I just, I just want to say one last thing. Fine. Survivor Slurped Series. all over their faces. I, I'm cool with, like, the Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal thing, which I want to put no. out now before shit Nobody gets bigger. Nobody should be cool with that. Well, before shit get, gets bigger and people start talking, I want to put my place in now. The only reason to have this match, you should have Jinder Mahal win. Brock Lesnar loses nothing. Jinder Mahal gains. Jinder Mahal will gain nothing if he loses to Brock, and he'll lose a lot. So if you're doing this stupid fucking match, Jinder should win. I don't want to see Brock lose, but that's the only smart thing if you're a booker. But there's no reason to have title versus title. Number one, there's no titles on the line. There's nothing on the line at this pay-per-view. No titles, no storylines, nothing going forward unless you're breaking up the brand extension. Because this champion isn't going to face this champion the next week. I think it's horrible. I think it's a dumb idea. I think it's lazy writing. And it might have a lot to do with the mumps. It might have to do with, oh shit, everything we had scheduled is now fucked up. So let's just put every champion together because it just writes itself. And I'm sorry if that's the case. But starting today, and I might change my mind next week when we talk about this pasty. I know we're, I'm running you late. I might change my mind, but as of now, I think it's the stupidest fucking idea ever. There's no reason. You have one Raw vs. SmackDown match, and then you have good five-on-five Survivor Series matches that have build-up and story and people that have heat against each other. I'll shut up now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm not going to hate it yet. I do see this as a bad thing for SmackDown. SmackDown, I don't think it's going to win very many of these matches at all. Didn't they win last year, though? So, I mean, (laughs) yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So, it should be if it's shared 50 50. Yeah, they should. Raw should win. But I just, I feel like it's it's very one sided. And they're the lesser brand, especially SmackDown invading. But yeah, we we can fill a solid two hours of of talking about Survivor Series. I know we can. You are are right. And I, I know. I just want, I wanted to get my fucking point off before everybody else says it and then people say I'm just copying what other people said. I wanted to let you know this is how I feel now. And it might change by next week. With that being said, I'm done talking. What are words? Uh, so it's a group of letters that you put together to represent a person, place, thing, adjective, description, verb, entitlement, uh, porcelain, ceramic, voodoo, doll. Yeah, I know. I sounded better, I think, at, at the beginning than the end. <laughs> Anyways, I love you all like a lovesick puppy. You know I do. You know I love you more. My name is Pasty White. I'm Fat Mac. And this is Beef Sticks Podcast.